So we're uh, we're here today to talk about Wet Hot American Summer, and uh, obviously that is one of many summer camp movies that are out there. And I've even mentioned a few recently. I watched Heavyweights and I watched Camp Nowhere, both movies that I watched growing up a lot. Uh, and I was curious. Uh, I have not that type of camp experience, like not like you go away for like eight weeks and like you're really gone for the summer. But uh, I had like a week long uh, church camp that I went to, which. I have some good memories and some bad memories uh, of, but uh, overall, I've always really loved the camp experience, but I don't know if either of you two had ever been to camp, uh, so I was curious if, like, it's not really an Oklahoma thing, I would say, overall. This always, all these camp movies take place in, like, the, like, Maine and, and that kind of area, whatever, like the, uh, I don't know, Northeast, but uh, have, have mm-hmm. either of you been camp people uh, as kids or, or any other time? Well, I can make this real quick. No, I never had the privilege of going going to any type of summer camp so uh, i'm pretty bitter about it i but, feel like you're you know. bitter i should have asked this question <laughs> <laughs> like when you grow up poor you're just like oh yeah. great uh I, I at least i have a roof over my head even though i have wheels <laughs> under my feet that's the, the benefit of again not yeah. to brag but i've lived in a couple of uh, trailer homes in my lifetime oh, sure yeah. um summer camp is a tire in the yard <laughs> that's right yeah yeah oh it's on fire <laughs> oh, that's all right even a better summer yeah <laughs> someone's trying to send a message <laughs> so i've never been i've always wanted to go i have like a weird amount of nostalgia for camp movies like this right. or even like friday the 13th even though i've never like gone mm. to do that type of thing you know uh but ross go ahead and speak on it Yes, I um, I went to camp, uh, uh, church camp, uh, for five mm. years. See, now the thing with church camp is you don't have to be. There are summer camps that I'm sure you have to like pay out the ass, especially if they're like an entire right. summer long. You're getting food right. and everything. With church camp, as far as I know, they only last like a week or two at, at most. And mm-hmm. um, at least our church, uh, we we basically got it like paid for by the congregation. Would all like pitch in. Um, right. And so that so that the kids could could go to to to, uh, to church camp. And uh, I went for five years and um, I had an wow. absolute fucking blast every year. It was so much fun. I looked forward to it because it was always like like a week or two after school had ended. Um, so it felt like this is the this is the beginning of summer. You know, you like you got it. You had that, all the excitement get right. out of school for summer you got a couple of weeks and then you're like going away from your parents away from your family and you're just gonna like have minimal a uh, minimal uh, uh uh parental supervision and uh, we just got to run wild i didn't go to like a strict church camp um like mm-hmm. we weren't like the baptists or anything we were methodists <laughs> and they're like really like super laid back uh so it was like a Crazy. very uh easy going church like there wasn't a lot of i mean there was the, the, the there was the, the the church and god stuff that was there um but it wasn't like it wasn't like pushed on us it was more just like a like a normal summer camp and then you at night they'd have like a little prayer circle or whatever um right. but for the most part uh, it was just summer, summertime activities. And, um, I went all, all five years. My, the best year I went was my senior year. Um, because we knew it was the last, our last year. And the, the threat was always like, if you get in trouble, you can't come back next year. So nobody ever wanted to get into that much trouble. <laughs> but on the last night, everybody would try to play pranks. Um, now like the boys cabins and the girls cabins were like separated. Um, not by like a lot, but, but there was like a little small, like Creek that ran through the, mm-hmm. the, the place. I was like a couple bridges. And so, you know, the, we were separated, but not really. Um, but our senior year, um, we were like, fuck it. If we get, 
we get kicked out. We don't, who cares? We can't, we're not going to come back next year. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. Our first <laughs> night there, the, um, uh, like the chaperone or whatever, the, the adult that was staying in our cabin, um, he was a man probably in his like forties. Um, we bullied him so hard. We made him <laughs> cry on the first <laughs> night and he left. <laughs> I felt bad about it for years. To be fair, I wasn't the one kind of like leading the charge. Um, there were some other kids that that were that were there that were um, kind of like not not bad kids, but you know like not great kids. <laughs> uh, right, but, right. So they kind of led the charge. Of course, I joined in. I still made fun of him. Um, but his name was Rick, and we all night long were just like making fun of him. He was in our room. And we were just bullying him, <laughs> making fun of him so hard. And he started crying and he left and he left the camp. And so Damn. they came to us like the next day and we're like, we don't know what happened. Uh, we were like, we were just joking around with the guy. He couldn't take it. I don't know. He cried. Um, and they were like, well, we don't have anybody to replace him. So you guys are going to be like on your own this year. We were like, oh, wow. Holy shit. So like all of our friends that we had made over the, like, the years all moved into our cabin um, and so, so it was just like, we had no supervision. So we would have like girls over to the cabin and smoked cigarettes. And like, we were, <laughs> we were, that was the coolest. I was not cool at my high school. I was like low, low, low on the totem pole. But like at that church camp, like we were like the cool kids for like one week of my life. I was like part of the <laughs> cool kid group. It was amazing. I, I've been riding that high ever since. Um, but <laughs> So on our final night, we were like, we got to plan like the biggest, biggest thing that we can think of. Uh, we had bought one of those black cats because it was like, you know, beginning of summer. So you could buy, mm-hmm. you could buy fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got one of those gigantic, like 5,000 black cat, you know, you light one fuse and it'd be like, pop, pop, and it'd go off for like right, five right. minutes. Um, we stole the megaphone that was like the, you know, when they'd be like, <laughs> okay, just whatever dinner, you know. And it had, like, all kinds of sound effects and stuff. And in the middle of camp, there was this giant, uh, like, iron bell that was apparently, like, really, really old. It was a gigantic bell. Um, so on, on the last night, we snuck out every night because we didn't have any supervision. So it, we, just, we, we just snuck out of our cabin. I climbed this really tall tower that the bell was on the top of, and I had a, a roll of duct tape. And I duct taped the, the fireworks to one side, and then I... We, pushed all the buttons down on the on the megaphone at once so when it went off it was like bang or me or we 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 and it was super loud i taped both of them up into the bell <laughs> and lit the black cat scrambled down and we went and hid um because we wanted to see the carnage and i mean that firework inside of that bell i it sounded like a fucking war was happening and then of course Damn. there was the <laughs> megaphone like blaring out siren noises it was like chaos for five minutes and, you know, a, a bunch of people come running out and had to climb up into it. I have a feeling that they knew it was us because we had kind of been a problem the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the end, they were just like, all right, well, we don't know who did it, but <laughs> uh, but it was it was the, the most fun I've awesome. ever had. I, I, I had such so much fun. Made a made a grown man cry. Um, <laughs> That's made a great a year. Girls and then <laughs> set off fireworks. I mean, didn't get much better than that. It was amazing. That's crazy. What do you think Rick is doing right now? Like <laughs> at this exact moment, if he's still alive, what do you think Rick is doing? Right now? I've thought about it and I'm like in my head, like, like he probably was like 
I'm going to go to summer camp this year and I'm going to have this positive impact on these young men. Right. You know, by the by the final night, we're all going to know each other's names and we'll stay in contact for years. And I, I, I that is just like the first night, the worst fucking kids in the world <laughs> <laughs> bullied him so He was not bad. prepared. Holy shit. That's crazy. No, he uh, left that night. He he went to a blockbuster video, rented the movie The Crow, and then like just <laughs> went the complete opposite direction. He, he took like charred embers from a the fucking fire pit, wiped it across his eyes. <laughs> across his mouth too. From this point forward I will be the crow. He was too. he was like a shorter man with, with black hair and a and a black mustache and glasses, mm. big thick glasses. Mm. So he was easy to make fun of. It was, <laughs> you can tell he's a total himself. nerd. Yeah. What uh? What church camp did you go to? Um, it was uh, Camp Egan. E G A N. It was in Tahlequah. That is my church camp, Ross. Wow. Are you fucking serious? I'm a. Me- I was a Methodist growing. I would you said that I was like, what? This sounds. This is. There's only so many church camps, especially around Oklahoma. That's fucking crazy, man. And we well, must have crossed paths. I didn't go that late in uh, high school. In you, guys, you guys are a little older than me. Yeah, I went from like uh, like sixth grade up through probably eighth or ninth grade. Uh, so, yeah, that would have been like 2000, 2001 would have been my last year. That's wow. wild. Hell dude. Yeah. Oh, my I God. I was there. How, how have we never noticed this before? That's wild. Know, that's wild. <laughs> Camp Egan. That's amazing. Yeah, it's in Tahlequah. There's like a... you go. Yeah. So that's the thing is I had... I had uh, good experiences when I was there, but like coming out of religion later on, like I've talked to my mom about it and she's like, I thought you had a great time. And I'm like, yeah, I did. But then that night they would get to like in the outdoor tabernacle and they would be like, everybody would be crying and like going up to like, oh, you know, accept yeah. Jesus and all that shit. It always felt so fake. And like, I just hated that vibe. But, but then also you got like a river float trip during the middle of it. And there's like a pool and like, there's some cool shit. That's what like, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild, dude. That is crazy. That yeah, is they so would crazy. have some church. They would have some like church folk, like like religious. But it, but you had small I've groups. I've talked to people and... that went to other. Yeah, I went to talk to people that went to other um, churches, and it was like God the whole time. And you're right. Okay. They, they they would have we would have like one or two things during the day, and then like there was a thing at night that everybody would sing and you know clap their hands or whatever. But I I, I mean I didn't really. It was just right. Sort of, <laughs> it was just sort of there. Didn't get really all that. there. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, there's another one called like Falls Creek or something in Oklahoma. And that that one always That's seemed to be the, the slutty one. Yeah. OK, yeah. yeah, I always heard I had a lot of Baptist friends growing up. Uh, and that one always seemed to be the one like people at, at I remember at Camp Egan, people were like, man, a girl got pregnant at Falls Creek. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that was like an expensive one. So like all the rich. Okay, kids right. Falls Creek. And Egan yeah. was like it, I, it was much cheaper because I, I know yeah. that you didn't really pay for ours very often yeah i think our church did too like you said like our our congregation paid for it or or at least most of it um and then uh it also felt like that's why i do like that those memories of that camp because it does feel like these camp movies it does it was like in the middle of the woods like there's a lot of trees and and like you said there's like creeks throughout it and bridges and like it had a cool vibe like a it really did feel like an old camp movie but at the same time there was like this god shit you know going on around us so yeah, yeah, I yeah that that was that was <laughs> thankfully Methodists were a little bit chiller about most of that kind of I stuff. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Not, a, not that, like the Baptists, priests, for example. Yeah, super progressive. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's wild though, dude. 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny. It really, really sounds like you, you guys had a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> enjoyed your summer. So. <laughs> got to go out there and be one with nature amongst some, some peers, some friends, you know, I really had some experiences. Um, it's fun. I wish to, you could have gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe next time. We should have invited them now that I think about it. Ross and I have been best friends for years through that experience. Yeah, man. <laughs> Steven, do you remember hearing any stories of a, a former I, worker there <laughs> named Rick? <laughs> that was like a ghost story later on. In memoriam. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved that. Um, no, and I, I had pretty good experiences with my counselors, but um, I remember more like my small group people or whatever. I had some pretty chill small group people that didn't seem like too like God gung ho. They were just like trying to, to have like a good little vacation during the summer, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I had some good memories from there for sure. But uh, um, yeah, it's wild that uh, that Ross was there too. It's crazy. Blows my do, mind. do you remember the fireworks night? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. See, that's the thing is like, I definitely would have remembered that. Right. If we were there at the same time, yeah. I remember like water balloon fights, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, a lot of water balloon fights. Major water balloon fights. Yeah. That was really fun. The guys yeah. get really into that. There's also, uh, if you were, if we were there the same year, you would remember this. There was a, th- I don't know why we were doing this. There was a thing about, uh, like, uh, a tradition, I guess, of serenading the girls. Like all the guys would get together and serenade the girls. And uh, there was one time we did that, and we were supposed to go sing to them, and then uh, go like choose a girl to dance with. And I chose a girl that had had sprained her ankle that day, and she hobbled up <laughs> to to dance with me. She was older too. I was really just like I'm so out of my element. And we danced, and I let her sit. That we just sat down together while everybody else danced because it was really weird. Do you remember that happening at all? That does sound vaguely familiar. I, I had a camp girlfriend. So like the mm. first year that I went, I, I met this girl. She was like the alt girl. You know, she had like piercings. and was wearing like a Sweet. Nirvana shirt and like Jinkos. Like love at first sight, right? <laughs> You're right. We, we stayed like, uh, we, we stayed pin pals. And we would call each other all year. Right on. Um, we would write letters to each other constantly. And then like that one week at camp, it was like we were like together. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because we, neither one of us had cars, really. I actually ended up dating her. Um, I, I actually went to NSU, uh, the college in Tahlequah, Oof. and uh, dated her while I was living there. Oh, uh, right. But then she ended up moving away. We were still friends. We still talk. But I've known right her on. since I was, like, uh, yeah, like 12 or 13. But so I didn't really – I probably wasn't that involved with that because I already had, like, my, my camp girlfriend. <laughs> just <laughs> just kind of just yeah, yeah. hung out with her. Man, that's crazy, though. But that's funny. That does sound familiar, though. I remember the serenading. I don't remember. Didn't wasn't there a dance like at the end of the? There was a dance that okay, yeah was in yeah. like the outside the mess hall. There's like a, a basketball court, like a just a flat that you would like right. that we had have a dance on. Um, they also my year my last year there they built a new mess hall like up towards the entrance. Uh, there was like an old one. Do you remember that? Yes. Wait, okay. did you say new metal? <laughs> Brent's like, I'm Brent's trying, trying to get, to get <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think my last year that I went was the first year that they had the mess hall. I think that was the last year that I went because most of my we must I cross paths, yeah. Cafeteria that was like the it looked like the cafeteria from Wet Hot American Summer. It absolutely did. And speaking yeah. of Speaking there of you go, American Summer, how do you guys like that movie? <laughs> Brent, welcome back. Oh my god. Oh, we were supposed to watch it? He was crying Uh-oh. the whole time. 
<laughs> I didn't. So I didn't mean to go on all these uh, side changes. I I'm just so fascinated to talk to anybody that went to that same camp and and to find out I that know, I've known you for awesome. years and we didn't know that about each other is wild to me. But, <laughs> um, my my follow up question, Brent, was going to be: Did you did you ever uh-huh. actually want to go to camp? Like I in my head, my my whole point for this basically was that uh, in my head these like eight week real on camp movies like that sounds amazing. But I think I would have hated it. I liked that it was just like a week long. You kind of got the bunk bed experience mm-hmm. with all your buddies and then you got to go home again but uh i mm-hmm. i like watching the pop culture of it more than actually experiencing it so i don't really feel like i missed out mm-hmm. uh but did you actually yeah. ever want like was that a thing you're like oh man i just can't afford it but or was it like you who wants to go to i, I would have never even thought about it unless my church brought it up right I didn't even know it was possible for someone like me to take a vacation until I was a fully grown adult. You know, like there's so much of the world that I was just like, oh, this isn't available to me just from my social stature. Oh, my God. (laughs) The economics of doing something like that is just a way out there. So it never even occurred to me that, you know, maybe if I pretended to be a Christian, I could I could weasel my way onto a someone's uh church camp experience but uh yeah like when i watch these movies i'm like oh my god like you said you got the bunk beds you got mountains you've got uh like different uh totem poles and shit all the stuff i could fall off of you know it'd be a fucking blast uh but uh, i think like as, as long as it was um something that where it wasn't like oh we're we're gonna walk you through this poison ivy and and get like ticks and stuff you know that that would be my number one concern but uh beyond that i just the the experience uh being in that type of social environment and and uh, just hanging out you know that'd be a fucking blast i'd love it yeah right on uh Mm -hmm. well i'm saying is we should start an adult camp we should all go together uh what are you guys doing right now Mm -hmm. we've got really got to rent a place I know Egan used to have an adult camp. What? Um, yeah, it was but like an a adult church camp. The kids camp. It was like, mm. uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a church camp. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but, uh, the Church of the Crow too. <laughs> Rick is back. No, what if like all the crosses that were up for the kids' church camp, like it was an adult goth camp, and all the crosses just went upside down, and they just like put up a bunch of like devil worshiping <laughs> shit for the rest of the year. <laughs> like they just rent it out to the highest bidder. <laughs> <laughs> they have no allegiance to anything <laughs> yeah. but money <laughs> oh man that'd be good times that'd well, be awesome uh, yeah, I, yeah i don't know that you necessarily missed out i i do have some good experience with that but um also it's mm-hmm. i i feel like it is part of my religious trauma as well uh ross seems to have been like a little more just like you know brush that stuff off but i was really into it at mm-hmm. that time i was super like we're here for god and that was like part of the almost like brainwashing that I feel was like that church camp was like, here's where you go to join the real cult and then come back home and like, you know, <laughs> prophesize or whatever. And so, yeah, I, uh, I had good times there, but uh, I, I wish I had more like this, these regular camps uh, and these movies, but I love to yeah. live through them that way. So uh, that's, I that's what I do. I would have like the full summer long camp. Yeah. Um, I would have I would have just jumped on that if I if I'd had the chance. Um, but also I had like a, I had a camp girlfriend, so it made everything like a little bit, and she was not religious either. So like mm. when we do the tabernacle stuff, her and I would like sneak off. We snuck off oh. all the time. Um, you did the, the, I, the good so, way of doing church camp. Right. We, neither one of us were like down with the, the religious stuff, but we just went, right. like, we got to hang out with each other. And that was, mm-hmm. that was the Smart. primary reason for me going was hor- teenage boy horniness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paid for by the church. <laughs> 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 
Well, that's a that's a good way to start this, I guess. So uh, let's get into it. Sure. Uh, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where today we have returning guest Ross Lichtai from the Nudist Colony podcast back on the episode. Ross, how's it going? It's going, man. I'm excited hell to talk yeah. about the movie, this movie today. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Very excited. Yes. You guys have me on for the best movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you had said something on a previous guest appearance or whatever, where you had mentioned that you like this movie. I don't. I don't remember. I fell I, off a thing a while ago. It. It's not my fault. I, can't I heard about this. it either. You mentioned it on uh, maybe your episode on the Terror Table, even or one of your episodes. I listened to. I, I only listen to podcasts uh, sporadically, but I, I feel like I heard Ross mention this one time, and I was. I've never known anybody that loves Wet Hot American Summer like I love Wet Hot American Summer. So I have nobody to talk to about it, and you seemed to also be really <laughs> yeah. into it. So when we talked about this for the show, I was like, well, Ross is coming on for sure. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. It's I, I, I try to talk about it any chance I get because there's a shocking amount of people who haven't seen it or haven't, right. haven't even heard about it. Right. So any chance I get to, to bring it up, I'm bringing it up and pushing it on people because it's just the best. Hell yeah. Yeah. I uh, when I, I sent the list for uh, what is this June vacation <laughs> right. month to Stephen. <laughs> this one was on there solidly. Uh, oh, yeah, I think yeah. this was like the first one and everything else kind of went around it. Uh, so thank you for coming back to discuss this with us. Uh, I am one yeah. of the people who had not seen this movie until this past week. Matter of oh. fact, after we got done recording our episode on the way, way back last Sunday, I went ahead and started the movie Ooh. that night. Damn so straight. I'm uh, fully caught up and uh, ready to discuss the movie and perhaps some other things uh, Excellent. in this franchise. Um, oh, okay. Before we get See, into that, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have some uh, mini topics we want to uh, discuss? I, I, I know you and yeah. I had uh, texted back and forth on one thing in particular uh, mm-hmm. that we wanted to discuss. Uh, should we go ahead and, and jump into that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so you had mentioned uh, that you had finished the final season of the whole show of Ted Lasso. Um, Ross, do you watch that at all? I've never seen it. I, it's on the list. It, it right. just, I've heard kind of mixed things about it. Some people seem to really love it. Other people are kind of like, it's a little overhyped. So I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't had, haven't checked it out yet, but I will. But right on. Just um, we can talk about it. I could still, yeah, I, I we're going to do non-spoilers anyway, just for the show. Cause we want to mm-hmm. ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. But, uh, I can totally see the overhype, but, uh, man, I, I think it's just delightful. It's, uh, it's it's a show that is unlike a lot of other ones out here, and I feel like it came about in a really good time when we were all at home from COVID and just down and depressed, and it was like a, a jolt mm-hmm. of sunshine and uh, just people being nice to each other uh, over and over again. What I will say about that show is that uh, Amanda and I would watch it, and we'd be like, oh, man, this character's going to fuck that one over this way. Like, they're cheating on them for sure, or, or they're, really, like, going to do this. And sometimes they do that, but... Uh, for the most part, there's always like an arc that someone comes back and it's, it's generally like they, if you think they're going to go left, they go right and they, they show you like a different way to yeah. do it. And, uh, it's just really nice. So, uh, I think the, this final season, uh, started off kind of slow, but ended up the same way, the same good show. But, uh, I just really love Jason Sudeikis and, uh, so many more people on there that I had never seen before are just amazing actors. And I want to see what else they're up to, but, uh, I had a blast. I, I thought they ended it really well. And, um, they've been rumoring some spinoffs and everything, but I'm glad that they kind of ended it at three kind of, you know, went out on top. So, uh, Brent, what did you, uh, how did yeah. you guys feel about finishing the series out? Uh, I loved it. I loved it the whole way through. Uh, Excellent. I do have some like minor nits to pick with like how quickly they put the pieces in place toward the end of this final season. But even still, all of the characters are enjoyable to watch. Even the ones you don't like, you don't like by design. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a, a real, like you said, it, it's heartfelt. Uh, you like the characters almost immediately. Everybody has their own unique storyline and, and perspective they're bringing to the team. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, it, yeah, it hit around COVID time and uh, we needed some levity and some uh, mm-hmm. some just feel goodness. Uh, in the world, and this provides plenty of that. It is funny to me that the first uh, season or two of the show is, uh, I believe they're both, well, all all three seasons are 10 episodes long, mm-hmm. but uh, the first two seasons, the episodes are about half an hour long, whereas you get to this season and it's like, fuck it, 45 minutes here, an hour, 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes there. They just like lengthen it, uh, but it, it works for it. In a good way. It, it doesn't yeah, yeah. feel like any anything overstays its welcome. There's that one scene where they go to Holland. I think in this mm. season and a couple of the characters are doing a little like nighttime bike tour through there and oh, trying right, to find right. windmills and whatnot. And, uh, it does meander a little bit, but that's part of it. That's like being a tourist in that country. Uh, right. so even that, even like being able, being able to spend time with those characters is so fucking enjoyable. And, uh, it is a bummer that we're not going to get a uh, fourth season at this point, but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just glad with what we have, you know? Right. Went out on top. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would recommend it for yeah. sure. Uh, okay. We also, I'll mention real quick that we also watched um, on Apple TV Shrinking, which is Jason Siegel's TV show, or, and Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. There, they play um, uh, therapists, and um, it's like a a really kind of uplifting show as well. But it's like his it's it's about Jason Siegel. His wife had died a year before in a car accident, and he's like coming back out of that. And he he doesn't want to just tell his patients like he doesn't want to work through them for years trying to get them to work through their shit. He wants he just wants to tell them like break up with your husband, do this thing, get that job or whatever, just help them actually live their lives. And it's produced by the mm-hmm. same producers of Ted Lasso and I think some of the same writers. So uh, there's some other good mm-hmm. shit out there too from similar people. But uh, Ted Lasso to me like the the writing staff the uh, the people involved there's so many people that I was, I was introduced to that i'm now watching other stuff they're in and other stuff they're mm-hmm. making just because it was that good so uh yeah those are both good shows on, I, on apple tv i heard about the premise of this show of of shrinking mm-hmm. uh, number one disappointed it wasn't about ant-man mm-hmm. uh, strike against it okay. uh Sorry that said that. i do like the the premise of the the therapist just being like here's what you need to fucking do right because right. if anyone who has been in therapy uh you know when your therapist is like they're asking you questions like helping you find the way to make your own revelation at a certain point i'm just like just tell me just say the word just <laughs> just say what you want me to do yeah i'm tired right you're tired you like this let's thing. just get the yeah. hell out of here you know yeah. we have 13 minutes left in the session let's just move on uh but yes it is on my my list of uh of things to watch my my ever-growing list of things to right, watch right um it i I know you're a huge fan of Jason Sudeikis, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I saw that this movie, or I'm sorry, this TV show was coming out, but I didn't didn't think to uh, see if you had watched it. Did you start watching it week to week, or did you binge oh, the whole you, thing? Sudeikis or Siegel? Uh-huh. The one I said. Because <laughs> I love them both, and I watch both uh, Siegel. shows. Siegel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Siegel, sorry, yes. I had yeah. heard about this. It came out in March. Uh, we just we just binged it all uh, over the last, like, two weeks, though. So uh, it was basically like oh, we, were, okay. we were waiting for Ted Lasso to end. We had Apple TV. I'm, I'm trying my best now to watch things on a streaming service as much as I can for a month and then get rid of that shit. And uh, Ted Lasso yeah. had me keep it around for like three months because the way they structured that, mm-hmm. like the way they, they released them. But uh, so I was like, I want to watch that and get it out of there. But I also really liked it. So we, we binged it, which was great. Uh, and it's all available. It's like I think it's like 10 episodes. They also they get like vary in length, but they're not. I don't think anyone's longer yeah. than 45 minutes. 
uh, just tons of good people in that one as well, though. But uh, yeah, it was it was nice to have a little uh, another breath of fresh air like like I felt Ted Lasso was. So I'd, I'd recommend shrinking. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I've got a, another thing real quick. And Ross, maybe you and I can tag team on this one. I think you should leave season three on Netflix. Have you seen this? Oh, it's out. Uh huh. I've been I've been piecemealing it out because I don't want to. I know I could burn <laughs> through it all in like an, an evening, like really easily. So I've been watching just like one episode here, one episode there. I think I've got like two more episodes left. Uh, but oh, it is a two more. I, I've been I've been just like like purposely just like drip feeding right. it because I don't want to just watch it all. Uh, because I, it's one of my favorite comedy shows, um, in the past like 10 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to savor every, every minute of it. It was one of those few instances on Netflix when I opened up the the app on my Apple TV, where it actually recommended a show that I have watched yeah. and continue to enjoy before, <laughs> where sometimes it's just like a fourth season of a TV show I've never even heard of. I'm I just like, why guys Thanks, Netflix. Get, get that algorithm in check, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, Do you I, I watched the ranch. <laughs> no. Why start now? I don't Netflix, please. Yeah. It's difficult. I haven't seen Vinaigrette yet. You know, you got to watch mm. them in order. Um, but I, I think you should leave season three. Very funny. Uh, Tim Robinson, uh, just stellar uh, skit Amazing. comedy as always. And uh, again, he continues the thing where he's not in every skit, but it does have his like the overall feel of the 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 skits uh, permeate each other, and it's just a yeah. fucking good time. Uh, Sam Richardson, Richardson. Uh, makes an appearance or two uh, throughout that, and uh, also a, a comedian I like named uh, Preacher Lawson that my wife and I have seen live maybe like four or five times is in it. He's on uh, like one where they're at somebody's apartment or whatever. Very in- informational there. Yes, I know. Iowa um, Debris in it. Um, she's incredible. Wait, who? What's she from? Iowa Debris. Hmm. Oh yeah, from uh, the bear. Yes, she's also yeah, she's in the bear. Oh, but, uh, right on. Yeah. She, she's on, she's on a lot of podcasts that I that I listen to. Um, mm-hmm. She's super super fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not this one. This one isn't funny, well, but no, you know, no, 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 no. a lot of other ones are. From <laughs> what was, I understand, she was on uh, I think a couple episodes of the Preacher's Lounge. Or uh, uh, yeah, no, no, it was the Preacher's Lounge, not the Teacher's Lounge, but the Preacher's Lounge. Preacher's Lounge. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just listened to that episode the other day, actually. Um, highly recommend. She's she's super fucking funny. Anything that mm-hmm. I've seen her on, she's been on Hollywood Handbook several times, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Also, um, uh, she's been on there a bunch, and she's she's just fucking a, a delight. She's just so fucking funny. It's so quick with it. Yeah, she's a really good actress too. Did, have yeah. you ever seen The Bear? Did you watch that? I started it, but I, for some reason, didn't finish it. I, I liked it, Same. but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those I'm, I'm going to go back to. I just There's like a million shows that were coming out, and it just kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Is She's she, kind of like the co-lead okay, in that right, show, right. and oh, okay, she good. she really like has... They give her a lot of uh interesting bits throughout that series that i highly oh, recommend awesome. she's a stellar actress yeah she's great. great i still haven't seen uh i think you should leave i know brent had spoken highly of that like most people but uh i i guess i'm savoring it way more than <laughs> david ross's like i i i even it's even so started funny. it i'm so scared of it yeah i know it's like i know i'll love it i just haven't i haven't even done it yet it's like uh key and peel brent and i were yeah. talking about that i only watch key and peel on sketch like on on youtube so I'll have it for the rest of my life. I've never watched an actual series of it, so uh, I have it for forever, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
There was a whenever season two of I think you should leave came out, Stephen. You had told me that you were at the time you had Twitter still, and you said that your whole timeline was filled. Oh my with, god! Uh, gifts from Coffin Flop. Yes, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was everywhere for like a week, man. It was crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, and I didn't want to look at it because I wanted to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes when I I feel like I'm in a, a poor mood or whatever, I'll throw on the coffin flop thing. I've probably seen that like 80 fucking times and it makes me laugh every fucking time. Yeah. Like I'm in hysterics doubled over. So good. Yeah, yeah. I need to catch up on it for sure. It's just one of those. <laughs> Ross, what else do you have? Um, I just wrapped up Barry. Well, I guess Barry just wrapped mm. up. Um, uh, my wife and I have been watching that and uh, fucking stellar. Just just incredible. Incredible show. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, the other two, um, which is like, I don't oh, hear yeah. people talk about ever, yeah. um, but it's a really funny show. Uh, it's still, it's still going on right now. Um, I would highly recommend people go check it out cause it's super fucking funny. Um, and then let's see what else, what else, what else? Well, wait, what wait. is, what is the premise of the other two? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So the premise of the other two is, um, it's basically the older brother and sister of, uh, not actually Justin Bieber, but he's more or less Justin Bieber. Um, but they've both tried to become like actors uh, or like, you know, professionals in the entertainment industry and both of them failed. Uh, but then their little young, younger brother um, was making YouTube videos and like sort of like just uh, or uh, not Justin Timberlake with uh, Justin Bieber, Bieber. Um, mm-hmm. like uh, got big from like, I guess YouTube videos. I, I'm not like super up. I don't know the history, but I know like he got famous like through that kind of. Right. And they, then he, he kind of explodes the popularity and is like a teenage heartthrob and everything. And they kind of try to ride the success, his success to make their own success, to try to get back into the, the entertainment industry. And, um, uh, it's written by two ex SNL, uh, writers. Um, and, uh, it's, it's so, it's just, it's just super, super, super fucking funny. Um, but uh, doesn't Molly seem Shannon's like I don't in that? anybody talking about it. Yeah, Molly Shannon's in it. She's their mother. Um, it's just uh, oh, and uh, somebody uh, that we would be uh, discussing today. Um, oh my God, I am blanking on his oh, name. Ken Marino. Oh, Ken Marino. Jesus Christ. Uh, Ken yeah, Marino's he should have here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's. I love that dude. He, Ken Marino is is just slays everything that he's in. He's just so fucking oh, yeah. naturally funny. Um, uh, 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 party down, um, which is a one that I guess kind of got a little bit of a cult mm. following. Um, he's in as well. Um, really recommend that one too. People haven't watched party down. They just had a third season and yeah, right. It's fucking incredible. Incredible. Yeah. That's one uh, I missed out on. That's, um, Rob Thomas made, I think it was co-creator of that, but he did Veronica Mars and that's how I knew Ken Marino is Veronica Mars and, uh, everything that yeah. he's in from the wet hot stuff. He shows up on all the, you know the various incarnations of that. Yeah, he. You're like you said. He just kills it and everything. Oh yeah, Molly Shannon's in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, right. I did do. Yeah, connect them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other two I have not checked out yet, but um, uh, the other the one of the leads. I'm not sure you say her name. Helene or Helena York. Um, she's in High Maintenance, a TV show from HBO, and I just she's she plays one of these two mm-hmm. assholes, a girl and a guy asshole couple, and uh, they're hilarious. And uh, but she's fantastic in that. So I, I thought about it just for her, but um, I still, I, yeah, like you said, like I've never heard anybody talk about it. So I was like, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. But there's so many other things on my list, so uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Drew Tarver is the uh, the brother, uh, Helen's mm-hmm. brother, uh, in the show, and he's uh, in the aforementioned uh, Teachers Lounge. 
part of the uh, uh, Big Grande Improv Comedy Group, um, which is one of my personal favorite everything. He he's so goddamn funny. Awesome. Um, but the show is just it's so good. I don't know why people aren't talking about it. Just people right. are watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's not what you not really what you expect. Um, it's it seems like it might be just kind of like a generic comedy TV show, but it's it's I don't know. It's really really good. Yeah, it's really well written. Yeah, and uh, like the jokes hit, but there's also like a lot of heart behind it as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it just it, it's it's nice. really good. I know there was a little bit of a break, um, like in 2021, so it took them a couple of years to put a new season together. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. I saw that it's out. I just haven't started watching it yet. But uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, good stuff. Hell yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say too, jumping off of Ross that, uh, I had only, I think uh, how many episodes or how many series, uh, seasons of, uh, Barry were there? Was it three or four? Something like that. Four. four. Yeah. And it okay. just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Last, last, uh, episode, I think two, three weeks ago. Okay. Right on. I watched the first two seasons of that I think, uh, I'm a huge Bill Hader fan and it's so much different than his other stuff. I'm so used to him being so just like really funny and that's it, but it's way more dramatic than I expected and uh mm-hmm. it's stellar but i just haven't caught up with it yet so now that it's all out i need to get back on that one for sure because that's a great show it, it's a dark comedy for sure it's, yeah yeah uh, it's got some really harrowing um yeah pretty pretty intense moments but i think that kind of amplifies the comedy because the comedy is so subdued right um that you get these little <laughs> these little kind of absurd breaks in the middle of something like so intense and i think that just really ratchets up the comedy a lot um, but yeah, he, it, it's definitely like a different, uh, uh, different vibe for him. It reminds me a yeah. lot of, um, criminal, uh, the, uh, uh, the comic book series, uh, criminal by no, Ed Brubaker Ed and uh, Sean Phillips. Uh, okay. yeah, it, it's, 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 I mean, obviously it's a, probably a little bit more funny than, than that is, but, um, it still has just kind of this really gritty grounded, um, uh, kind of like twisted like a lot of different characters and a lot of different like motivations and plot twists and stuff um uh w- with uh you know crime at the, at the center of it all mm-hmm. um but uh i i know i i know that hater is a uh a criminal fan so it, like really oh, cool. makes sense. He, he's a big comic book guy yeah wait he's a fan who's a criminal uh-huh. oh man oh, okay just okay. look at it <laughs> Uh, I wanted to mention another thing, though. I don't know if Ross had had watched these, but uh, Brent had mentioned the Terrifier movies. So I have now watched (laughs) All Hallows Eve, Terrifier, and Terrifier 2. And uh, you've seen all of them? I watched them all over the last week, man. Wow. Uh, Here's the thing I do this a lot on our show. Uh, Once we record, like, my my mind goes, I I don't remember what we talked about five minutes ago right now. Like, I, I have to keep in the forward momentum of the show. The second we leave it, I just forget about it. But I, I wanted to go back and listen to what Brent said about those movies. However, we, he just redid it. And what I want to hear is when Brent first told me about them in our lost episode for Barbarian. <laughs> and I'll never get to hear it now. So I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Brent, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember all your thoughts on it. Uh, but first, I want to start with you, Ross. Have you seen these? And if so, do you like them? Um, I've seen Terrifier 1 and... Uh part of terrifier too and mm. i'm uh, not a fan <laughs> not for you it's just what, yeah what about it it felt just it felt so try hardy um mm. like and the first one i was expecting like i don't know 
I guess so many people had said, oh, it's so scary and, and gory. And then I watched it and I'm like, well, it's gory, but I don't know if mm-hmm. it's scary. It's just kind of like gross, but like not in like an interesting way. I, li- I like gross movies, but this just like wasn't my thing. And right. like it was really kind of fetishizing like the violence against women, you know, and so it just kind of made me uncomfortable. And then I heard people say the second one was better. And I, I put it on and watched maybe 10 minutes of it. And I was just like, I'm not feeling this and, and turned it off. Right. Um, it's just not my bag. Um, I, like, I get it. I get why people would like it. Um, I'm not afraid of clowns. Uh, I'm just kind of like annoyed by them. I, I find well, them just weird so humble like, brag, but okay, sure. <laughs> well, well, fine. Well, I'm not afraid of clowns. I'm kind of a man over here. So, you know, well, yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, I am wearing technically wearing a dress right now, but don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a lovely blouse you have on. Well, it is. Um, it's a caftan. Thank good, you very yeah. much. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but but it, it just I don't I don't know. It's just not my. I just yeah. didn't find much uh, value in it. Um, and I uh, sometimes the excessive gore. I, it's just kind of like okay, like the slow torture gore. I like sure. I like violence in movies, but like slow torture, I just kind of like, oh, this isn't. I don't like this. This is not doing it for me. Um, it, but it uh, felt like know, every I time. I don't, I don't begrudge anyone who likes it. Like I, I get it. it. It's just not my not my flavor. Interesting. I felt like every time another movie might um, turn away, like they're you know the violence is happening, but they're gonna cut that scene or or go down the hallway. Every other movie would do that. And this movie was like, oh, this is what we were here for. And that can really mm-hmm. turn people off. I can imagine that. Uh, Brent, remind me your thoughts on, on Terrifier and, uh, and Arthur Clown. Sure. Um, real quick, uh, Ross said he's wearing a caftan, more like a cow bronzer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, that, yeah, that. that one took me a second. I got it. OK, OK. <laughs> I'll go back to the vinaigrette thing. Maybe, maybe that's the, maybe no, that's the direction. Hey, that's, that's, that's really funny. That's Thank really, you. That's really funny. Thank you. Yeah, don't laugh now. We'll save it for off air. Uh, no, I, I like these movies. I had a blast with them. I think Art the Clown looks fucking rad. Uh, I don't know that I was necessarily scared while watching this, but mm. I don't think it was trying to be scary i think maybe a certain type of people who don't watch slashers might find this to be scary like you know it's got a a lot of like body horror like type of i guess not body horror per se but a a lot of gore overall you know um Mm -hmm. and not al but uh i fucking dug it the uh the director is also the guy who does the the like what would you call it? Is it is it visual effects, effects? Special effects? Makeup effects. Makeup effects, and, yeah, that type like of stuff. Blood effects. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just felt like I, I saw a lot of effort put on screen. And it is like overly like cartoonish at some points. And by some points, I mean almost every single one. But I was kind of there for it, you know? I didn't know what I was right, really yeah. getting into. I, I just saw the, the clown with the weird uh, like pointy features. And he looks menacing. Uh, he and, looks uh, creepy. I, it's it's good. Yeah, like it's a good character design. Yeah, yeah, it's effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Art the clown definitely works there. I fucking dug it. Uh, you know, on on the last episode, you had told me that there's going to be a a third uh, movie. Yeah, and they're talking I was about it. Fucking elated. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for it. There, there's like so much weird mythology that they've mm-hmm. added to this. And Stephen, now that you've seen these movies, you you probably know what I'm talking about. There's right, a, right. a post-credit scene or maybe a mm-hmm. mid-credit scene in the movie that's just a whole-ass other scene that takes like 
four or five minutes, something like right, that. Right. Like it's a long ass scene, you know, at the end of Terrifier too. Yeah. Uh, which I just finished mm-hmm. this morning actually. Yeah. So I just watched that. Uh, wow. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, so I, I thought that art looked okay whenever just, I just found, you know, saw him around whatever, but I didn't, I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm not into torture porn. I'm not into like super gory movies. So I, I wrote it off. I didn't care to even start them ever until Brent mentioned them. And then you actually said that I could skip, I think off air, maybe you said I could skip the original version of that, which is like the anthology movie, All Hallows Eve, because it's really not that great. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to be honest, it really put me in the mood. It's it's kind of like a, a really badly yeah, acted, cheesy trick or treat to me. Like it uh, it mm-hmm. feel it filled that void of like needing a, an anthology movie kind of in the Halloween spirit or whatever. And then I thought like, man, this Art the Clown guy is like pretty cool looking. Like he really is, I think, an iconic slasher that's uh, it's up and coming and and hopefully here to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking love these movies. I was shocked. Yes. I was shocked yes. at myself. The more it went on, I was like, they're so bad. They're really they're not well acted. Generally, the writing, like the dialogue is always just like so. So a lot of people online talk about them as like it's just a way for the the director to like uh highlight his his effects work which i agree that's what he's doing Mm -hmm. but at the same time i can't look away and like they're i they are disgusting and they're really horrible and i don't know a single other person i would recommend these to uh, outside of i guess any podcast (laughs) horror buddies that i know but uh but man and like even amanda i i had on on pause and i and the screen went off and when i turned my apple tv on it came back up and art the clan was on there and she fucking noped out of the whole room just on a pause (laughs) screen of his face she was like i'm out of here but uh but yeah they i I was just so shocked i think i had such low expectations that when it happened i was like oh this Mm. is good and my Mm. i kept getting like an 80s vibe and 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 the way that so much great horror is coming about right now like we're having this research and slasher movies but also like the elevated horror stuff like so much good stuff is out there we also kind of need like like in the 80s when they had that again we almost need those like cheesy gory ones too and i missed those and Mm -hmm. like this is filling a void I, i heard the director um had said that he his favorite movies to rewatch horror movies wise uh, he's like if i had to say like my favorite horror movies are probably like the ones you'd know like the el- not elevated but like halloween or like the really like good fucking horror movies from back in the day but uh he's like if i really tell you what i rewatch it's the sequels of friday the 13th which are all fucking cheesy as hell and i only recently got into as well recently so uh they filled mm-hmm. that that niche for me and uh so yeah i don't know why but i'm i'm fucking into it now and uh and I'll, I'll always have to watch it alone because so, my wife was gonna be nowhere <laughs> in the house so we'll see but uh, yeah i was shocked i think what it is is it's like uh if a horror franchise was also the Fast and the Furious franchise, Perfect. that's what it is, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's dumb, like, dumb fun. I don't know. It, yeah, it's like popcorn horror right. is what this would be. Right. Yeah. I, I was there for it. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, to to round this all out and uh, bring us back to that beginning, um, uh, I had mentioned briefly that I only watch YouTube clips of of Key and Peel, but I had recently found mm-hmm. out uh, I found one of theirs when I, after I watched Terrifier. So I'd watched two of the movies with Art the Clown. Uh, one version of theirs came up. It's like a a skit of like kind of like Saw. It's like Key and Peel are both chained up in a in a room, but they're the whole reason is like they're like really happy go lucky. They're like you know what could be worse. You know, there's a rat on my leg, but it could be worse. And they're being tortured by a clown 
Uh, and this guy walks in and, and he's talking and he looks familiar to me. And it turned out it was Coach Beard from Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> from is Ted in Lasso. some episodes wow. <laughs> of Key and Peel. And so he plays like a creepy clown and he totally fucking nails it uh, in this like comedy sketch. But uh, yeah, so I've been all up in the clown business this week and in a good way. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So yeah. I think that might be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just want to mention those. Uh, did you guys want to go ahead and get into the main topic? Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right, cool. Uh, well, yeah, today we are coming back together for uh, another of our Junie Divication episodes where this week we are going to summer camp with the uh, 2001's what hot American summer. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad, as we said, that Ross is on this episode because uh, it's nice to have a, another true fan of this. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious for everybody's histories with this. Brent already said, obviously, that he only watched this for the first time this week. But uh, Brent, I think you said that you had mm-hmm. seen kind of clips of this or like you'd turn it on and off back in the day, but you just never watched it. Is that right? Yeah, I caught uh, maybe like a scene or two on cable a long time ago um, back at my uh, my girlfriend's mm-hmm. house uh, at the time. And I was I put a pin in it mentally and said, I definitely have to get back to this. I fucking think this is hilarious. And it was a, a scant 22 years later uh, when I, I guess like 21 years later. But but uh, yeah, like I I, uh, I, I watched it and uh, I, I have thoughts on this. I, I took Excellent. down a lot of notes. So I'm uh, eager oh, I'm to discuss. Excited. So, uh, Ross, what about you? Have you always loved this movie from back in the day? What's what's your history with it? I'm trying to remember. I probably caught this. I feel like they used to play this like late night on Comedy Central a lot. Mm. Um, I feel like this was one of those that they would just like it would pop up like all the time on Comedy Central. I don't really remember the first time that I saw it, um, but I certainly remember just like any time it was on, like, oh, I'm watching this the whole way through. Um, right. And then I got the DVD, um, like maybe maybe 2010 2011 or something like that and i just it became like my comfort movie like if i was sick or if i was like oh yeah mad or upset or just like in a shitty mood i could put that movie on and it just like it just has vibes to it and it's right. also just so silly and goofy it doesn't take itself too seriously um uh even like i'm just the whole way through like it doesn't get sappy at the end like a lot of movies especially like 2001 i feel like comedy mm. movies would always have this like sappy kind of like saccharine ending um, but this, this just stays like goofy throughout. Um, but it just has such great vibes to it. And, um, I've just always loved it. Um, and right. then that, that kind of led me into other David Wayne stuff. Um, so like children's hospital, um, the state Stella, um, uh, he, he I mean, David Wayne's been involved in, in a lot of another period. So much stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, burning love, um, but but he's been involved in so many different like projects uh, that I've I, I've like kind of just branched out and there's like a whole like universe of of David Wayne related stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I feel like doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Um, uh, like the state is is one of the funniest sketch shows of all time and I've like, always wondered yeah alt alt comedy circles like it'll get talked about but it like outside of that people don't really even really know that it existed it was like mtv's uh sketch show and it had uh, a ton of people from wet hot american summer in it obviously before they they made because it was mid to late 90s um but uh, then a lot of like the reno 911 people were were also involved mm-hmm. in it but uh you can you can pick up the state dvd for like three dollars on amazon and i would highly recommend anybody check it out especially if you like what hot american summer it's the same like vein of comedy 
Right. Um, but yeah, it's just ever since then, I just, I've watched this movie probably a thousand times and I never get sick of it. And I always laugh at it. And I always pick up some new little, like weird little element or detail somewhere in there just because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's still like rapid fire with the jokes. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I love showing it to people because I'm like, this came out 2001. Look who is in this. Like, Totally. Very few of those people were at all faint. Like Janine Garofalo and uh, David Hyde Pierce were probably the only two people that had any mm. name recognition whatsoever because Amy had been on SNL. Um, uh, but, but, and you know, uh, David Hyde Pierce was on, on Frasier. But apart from right. that, like everybody else was new. Like they'd never been at anything except for like, you know, smaller, smaller little things. But all of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have gone on to be like pretty big names. Um, uh, Bradley Cooper probably being like the biggest. Um, totally. Uh, My in-laws have no idea who he is. <laughs> no clue. Bradley really don't know who Bradley Cooper is. What? Wow, he's such a huge person. Though. I mentioned this on a an episode uh, a few years back, but we were uh, they were watching the Super Bowl at my house that year, and I think it was um, the the movie where he's uh, he co-stars with Lady Gaga. Oh, uh, what the fuck is it called? The a Shallow Star is Born. Movie. Yeah, Star is Born. A Star is Born. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he uh, that. Yeah. I. I yeah yeah but and he's like in it right he's, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. co-star of the movie yeah and uh uh i told my wife i was like oh bradley cooper has a new movie out and my mother-in-law was like who okay. so bradley cooper <laughs> I, I started naming off movies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i started naming off movies she hadn't seen any of them and i was like wow that's right you only watch shit <laughs> um okay yeah this, this is not gonna be helpful this was but, his uh, first movie this was okay. This was very first movie, he was on yeah. Alias before that, right? He was on yeah, maybe TV. But um, there's a when they released the TV shows on Netflix years later, they released a documentary as well about the making of the movie, and they have like footage mm-hmm. from back in the day. And there's like footage of him like on the tennis court or whatever, just being like, "I'm just really happy to have this opportunity. I just got out of school. Like he was in acting school. This is his first like mm-hmm. major movie, and then he's gone on to like become one of the biggest stars in the world that your in laws have no mm-hmm. idea about." So. No clue. Wild. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, well, I'd love to get into the cast, too. I'm going to say uh, my history with this first uh, before I get into that. But uh, uh, this is a, a weird movie for me because it is also a comfort movie, like Ross said, for me. And I've grown to love it. But the first time I watched it, I hated this movie. I remember it. Uh, I watched it right after it came out, like or in the last in the few years after it came out, not right away. And mm-hmm. the comedy is so different. It's weird. It's off kilter. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It's it's like a few other movies like Hot Rod. When I first watched Hot Rod, I mm-hmm. did not understand it. And it took me like years to come back to it and be like, oh, my God, I fucking love it. And it's kind of the same way. It's that same kind of like it's a little off from what I expected. But, man, if you get it, mm-hmm. it's fucking fucking funny it just really gets you uh but yeah it it turned into an amazing like movie for me and then when they released the tv shows i was ecstatic and i've seen the tv shows like tons of i watched them like on repeat during every summer since they've come out i watched them probably four or five times like in the background i just keep them on all the time so much so that i just got rid of netflix for raising prices again and i bitched about it in my little comment when i left and now i have to go get it again so i can watch this fucking shit and I'm going to be really happy about that, <laughs> but I'm going to pay like fucking $20 again just so I can watch Wet Hot. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll be in for it. But yeah, I'm, I'm so glad uh, we got a chance to do amazing. it. I love them like, so uh, much. Like, uh, first day of camp might actually be funnier than the movie. And I hmm. that's saying a lot. I can, um, Yeah, I can get there. But the shows are incre- if, if you watch this movie and you like it. 
by all means go watch the shows like yeah they're totally, every yeah. bit as good as a movie yeah and totally worth it and, mm. and almost every single person comes back after they've become these huge stars which is amazing and uh and they yeah. and they the ones that don't and when they, they don't make, it's it's funny <laughs> it's good yeah. and then they add new characters of people like that are really great uh you know as well or whatever i'm chris pine is in it in this in the series but not in the movies like he just really liked being a part of this or whatever and he's fucking great in it too so uh yeah so there's a, a ton of people involved as you said it was uh directed by david wayne it's written by david wayne and michael showalter who also plays coop uh michael showalter is also a great director and writer now um he did that mm-hmm. lovesick i think is what it was with kamal nanjiani about his like true story with his wife uh getting sick and everything oh, which yeah. is a phenomenal movie uh it's it's sweet and tender-hearted and also hysterical um so he's great but uh i yeah. thought you'd I thought you weren't a fan of that movie. Oh, I like that movie, yeah. Or is that another one that grew on? Oh, okay. I, I might have said well, it wrong. It's The Big Sick. Yeah. The Big Sick, yeah. The Big yeah. Sick, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I really like that movie. I just haven't seen it again. But yeah, anything with Michael Showalter in it. And like, I just haven't watched a lot of mm-hmm. David Wayne stuff. I don't know why. These, these in particular I love, but I've never gone back to watch The State. So I would love to uh, to find that and, and watch some. But I think I would really like it. But at the time, I mm-hmm. just wasn't aware of, you know, like what they would end up doing and what all the stuff they'd put out there yet. But um, yeah, so he also did a movie called We uh, We Came Together. Um, which I wondered is about Paul that. Rudd and Amy yeah. Poehler, and it's like a send up of rom coms. So if you like, if you if you're a fan of rom coms or you've had to suffer through some, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because it's all like making fun of of every rom com trope there is, like thrown into this movie. It's amazing. And I think that has a lot of good people in it, not just them, but like uh, they, they just oh, like are able to people. get some great people in the, involved in their shit. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and speaking like, of like John Hamm is in in, in uh, uh, first day of camp, like like right. Like you were saying they, they just so many people. It's like it's weird because the movie was not well received when it came out. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it, it got terrible reviews. People shit on it, said it wasn't funny. Um it, it's since gained like a cult following, but it was right. like really heavily shit on when it first came out. Um, but so many people, so many like f- genuinely funny people were such huge fans of it when they went to do the Netflix shows. So many people wanted to be involved in it because they were huge fans of the movie. And I love that. Like I usually totally. honestly do agree with critics a lot of the time. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't listen to the critics. I, I, I do. Cause usually critics are right for the most part. Like, usually but something like this like a dumb silly comedy movie that's kind of like weird comedy i can mm-hmm. see where like critics might be so, not be so hot on it but um right yeah it's so it, it became such a cult like underground classic that yeah even even watching the movie you see so many cameos or, or people that are involved before it was popular but then mm-hmm. yeah you go watch the tv shows and it's just like cameo after cameo after cameo right so many people I just just love the movie and for good reason. Yeah, and I, I think back that uh, I imagine when that, that didn't hit like they wanted it to, like everybody involved, but especially like the, the writers and the director would be like, oh man, like we missed out. But look at this huge thing they've created since then. Like they just, it just needed time to kind of get into the pulp culture and get into the zeitgeist. And then all these mm-hmm. other people, like like you said, like John Hamm, like after he was a huge star and had come out and everything, like then he gets involved in this and that's speaking to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he joins a lot of great people. So I'm going to run through as many as I can on here. Uh, Michael Showalter plays Coop, and uh, he also uh, dresses up as Alan Shimper at the uh, end of the movie. Um, so they they play multiple roles the throughout. Sometimes <laughs> it's so great. Uh, Paul Rudd is Andy, 
Amy Poehler, Ken Marino, Elizabeth Banks, Bradley Cooper, Jeanine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Michael Ian Black, Marguerite Moreau, Be Still My Heart. Ever since Mighty oh Ducks, I've been in love with her, and she's so fucking great in these movies. She's so funny. I'd love to see her flying, V, you know what I'm saying, Steve? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Maloney, who would uh, who would bust you for saying that on uh, SVU on uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Law and Order, who's always so serious, but he's fucking funny in this. Uh, Molly Shannon, mm-hmm. uh, Zach Orth, Joe Latrulio, H. John Benjamin. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's even more people than that, but uh, those are some of the some of the main cast. And uh, yeah, there's just a stellar, huge, sprawling cast in this, and they're all so fucking great. And uh, some other people too that I only know, really know from this, like Nancy, the the mm-hmm. nurse. Uh, Nina Hellman. I don't know her from anything else, but I I love her dearly in these in this movie and in these TV shows. So uh, that's kind of everybody. Did you guys want to go ahead and get into spoiler talk from here on out? Yeah, might as sure. well. Does that sound good? Okay, cool. So um, basically, um, uh, let's talk spoilers. Basically, I don't know why or what transition I'm trying to do here. Uh, I, I have some notes, Welcome like you said. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I have some notes, and I, I'm curious for you guys. I tried to keep mine limited, almost in like favorite scenes or favorite lines because I could talk about every single scene in detail and, and not stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I need to rein myself in, but um, yeah. Uh, where do you guys want to start off here? Well, it, we should say that it takes place in August of 1981. So all of this happens before any of us were born. Oh yeah. Uh, initially I thought that this movie took place in the seventies mm. and I was surprised to see that so much of it takes place in the eighties, the early eighties, because the, there's not like a huge difference in fashion or vehicles or anything like that, you know? Right. Uh, I will say that when I was watching this movie, I was like, I'm going to keep my eye out for that. Whatever scene I think I saw a clip of on TV 20 years prior. (laughs) Yeah. And I was watching the whole movie. I have no fucking clue which scene this was. (laughs) There was just so much going on. They're all so good. Yeah. I, I, I also didn't realize this movie was as zany as it was, I mm. thought it was going to be more of a straightforward comedy. This one gets fucking wild, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's why it got so poorly reviewed. Is like it really truly right. was ahead of its time. Like you could release mm-hmm. this movie today and it would fit into like that um I think you should leave kind of like alternative mm-hmm. bizarro comedy, sort of the Conan O'Brien alternative mm-hmm. comedy thing that that uh that was, you know, started in the 90s, but like was not at all like widely, you know, disseminated. Like people didn't get that type of comedy. I think now people are a lot, are a lot more accepting of that kind of thing, like in your like 30 Rock vein, that kind of that kind of thing. So it fits it fits in with that. But in 2001, mm-hmm. yeah, this was like this was fucking weird. Like, right. And I think, yeah, a lot of people don't <laughs> expect that. They think it's going to be just like a, a summer uh, camp comedy movie. But like, no, 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 no. It gets it's gets fucking crazy. You know, the the next movie we're discussing next week is Barb and Star mm-hmm. go to Vista Del Mar. And that one is oh, man. Uh, equally as yeah, yeah, yeah. not more uh, without uh, without spoiling anything. But um, I was really surprised to see uh, how well those two movies pair together that's a good uh, yeah, with good just some of the some of the off the wall stuff i uh, totally unexpected on my part um but yes uh i i'm 
I, I think uh, Marguerite Moreau. Uh, mm-hmm. She was in uh, was it Dracula two thousand? Yeah, that we watched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, or or that, Queen of the Damned, and that was a nice surprise. But she's Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Queen of the Damned. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I watched yeah, Dracula yeah. two thousand, right, but right. I didn't watch Queen of the Damned. Yeah, because I was everybody was like, "That's not okay. as good." But Dracula two thousand, I thought was pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, doesn't Dracula? play a huge part in queen of the damned isn't he like the the lead singer guy no is that a different no that's not dracula that's lestat yeah it's from like uh ann rice stuff is that not the same no whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's like interview with a vampire he's a he's like her main through line i guess vampire yeah wasn't dracula um tom cruise plays lestat in uh interview i think and then um, I've never seen yeah. Queen of the Damned after you, I listened to that episode of you guys on the terror table. And uh, I, I grew up watching Dracula 2000 again in my religious era. Um, there's some religious undertones in that movie <laughs> that I was like, this is genius. <laughs> and, uh, and now it was just really fun to rewatch it. But uh, Queen of the Damned, just, yeah. I'd never watched. So I was like, this is not going to be nostalgic for me. But, uh, but, I, but I found out she was in it. I was like, oh, well, goddamn. Uh, mm-hmm. I just saw too. I was looking the other day on, you guys ever been on or looked at uh, Cameo online? You can have like, celebrities like send messages to people or whatever oh, sure. for like 50 bucks or 300 mm-hmm. bucks uh marguerite moreau is on there for like mm-hmm. 75 bucks and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have to budget that a week every single week now and just have her send me a like hey you're doing okay messages because she's amazing so uh i've always loved her <laughs> just like Great. go ducks all the time <laughs> tell that brown guy to stop asking me to say something about my flying v <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. fucking weird <laughs> her and paul rudd in this movie are just incredible together uh, yeah she's, yeah they're fantastic she really hold her yeah, own. I, I love I that knew Paul her from Rudd Mighty is Ducks, such, but yeah, are we that far behind on our? Are we uh, from our? <laughs> I think so. Our online talking—that's <laughs> crazy. Uh, I was yeah. just saying, I didn't know she was this funny. Mm-hmm. She's she's hysterical in these movies. I didn't know that from Mighty Ducks. I just thought she was mm-hmm. another one of the kids, but I didn't know how funny she was. And then she gets everybody gets more roles in the series, and uh, I love her as the the series go on for these as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love that Paul. Uh, I almost said Paul Russ. Paul Rudd is. Uh, like a douchebag, not really a douchebag, but like kind of like too cool for school, He's a that huge type of guy, you know? <laughs> he calls his girlfriend a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I love how mean he is to her. <laughs> and then he like flips her off, like going around that pole. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the, I forgot about that. Okay, yes. The scene yeah, where he, he, he flings his plate off and, and Gene uh. Ruffles like, pick that up. And he does like the. Uh, <laughs> Teenage, like, oh, I don't want to do. I do that to my wife all the time. She asks me to do something, I'll like get up, and I'm like, <laughs> like making the biggest effort to do it ever. It's one of my oh, favorite so Paul Rudd uh, roles, I think, ever. And uh, and then watching mm-hmm. it, I what's my note? That's why I was like, I can't write a note about everything because almost every one of them is like, well, Paul Rudd is great in this scene. He's great when he talks about his gurnal. He's great in that scene where he's picking up <laughs> shit. That's one of the best. I think it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen is when he's in that. He's picking up his shit off the floor. It takes so long to pick up forks forever, and yeah. all that stuff. And then at the end, he just puts on his sunglasses like ah, I just walks away. It's, it's stellar. I didn't know uh, at the time, too. It's like I knew him from Clueless. And then he like showed up again on like Anchorman and now he's like had this huge career in Ant-Man and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I missed this bit of comedy for a few years when I didn't get it. And then now I'm like, oh, my God, this yeah. is like a long lost amazing movie for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. I think that he was on Friends around this time because oh, that yeah. ended in uh, 2003. This was 2001. Right. So 
Uh, if not, it was whatever like right just before. Yeah. But uh, but he, yeah. he, he had but, like a very like good boy image, and so this was like mm-hmm. playing against type for him, major, right. which just I wish mm-hmm. he would do it more often because he plays a, a a dickhead so well. He's so good at it. <laughs> Doesn't he ride a motorcycle into the scene and then just like hops <laughs> off of it? <laughs> that was in the uh, first day of camp. Uh, I think it's the first oh, okay. episode. Yeah. yeah. But smile where his like his upper lip like kind of curls and you just see his like front teeth. Like, they uh, no, they so talked funny. online that this this movie had like a really low budget. Um, it actually, they got funding and it was, they rumored it online. It's like 1.8 million, but at Sundance, when they tried to get people to buy it, they told everybody it was 5 million so that they could get more money. And then nobody ended up buying it mm-hmm. anyway for like a while, not at Sundance at least. Uh, but Paul Rudd reportedly said he never got paid for this, th- that he remembers. He just went and hung out with everybody wow. at camp for, for like a few months, mo- like a month or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then now he's like, obviously no hard feelings. He's back in the, you know, back in the series and everything but uh uh yeah he's he's it's some of his best work for probably the cheapest amount of money at least uh that he has ever made so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i love the amount of obvious stuntmen throughout the movie <laughs> where it's just like clearly somebody wearing like a wig and the poor facial hair you know but that's part of the joke yeah you know the charm. at first i thought oh well they i'm surprised they didn't try to tighten that up or change the shot or whatever but then i i got it uh i think there's one with uh Joe Latrulio, where yes. it's just so blatantly obvious. <laughs> he's riding the motorcycle <laughs> yeah. up to the, yeah. to the hay bale. Yeah, it's completely not him. Uh, I yeah. love that. That's one of those scenes that it's like, it's so absurd because it's playing like Turn Me Loose. And right. <laughs> and you see it just like keeps cutting back and he's on the motorcycle like, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just jumps over a hay bale and stops and is like, oh, uh, got away. Yeah. He's in the middle of the road. Even, yeah, even um, Ken Marino, like, takes a second to jump over the hay bale. Like, how am I going to get over this? And has to, like, summon the courage. Yeah. Like, those, that absurdity is what I didn't understand the first time, but it's what I've grown to love the most out of this is that it, it, it I love it because it's a satire of like sex comedy, like teen movie, uh, camp movies, you know, from like the eighties. But at the same time, they, they go through those tropes, but in a, in a, in a heartfelt way, like they're not just making fun of it. They're also living those characters lives. Like, like you would in those movies, Mm -hmm. but they will ratchet it up a little bit. And then you're like, Oh my God, like, why is that so obvious? And then you're like, oh, that's the joke. Like, they know that it looks that bad. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you realize that, it just gets like 10 times funnier for me. And it, I just yeah. love it so yeah. much. One of my favorite for repeating sure. jokes is anybody, anytime somebody drops something or throws something, you hear the <laughs> pot break sound, like the stock yeah. pot breaking sound effect. And there's like one the point where it happens like, within like 15 seconds, it happens like three times. Like, you just keep hearing this like over and over. And there's this. It's like somebody throws throws something soft yeah. like a, a flower or something like that and you hear right. the pot breaking one of my favorite like yeah. like just completely absurd non sequiturs is like when they all jump out of the back of the the car they're like thanks and um like the last one jumps out and he just runs up and like stands up against the wall that all of them are standing up like <laughs> facing the wall they just like run up and stand against it like it's just so absurd and and just so quick that right it, 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 I really do. It's it's so far ahead of its time because that would that would play really well now, like in a in like Thirty Rock or something. But mm. uh, I know Thirty Rock's like a decade old at this point, but it still feels like. <laughs> um, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, it would work at Thirty Rock. Yeah. <laughs> 
but but when they all run up and just like stand up against flat against a wall and then that's the end of the scene it's just it's just so good it's so funny I felt like a lot of the takes were like, well, let's try something. How about we try this or whatever for a shot? And then it was just like, well, fuck it. It's in the movie, you know? I will admit, as I was watching this movie again for the very first time, uh, it took me a little while to acclimate to it. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like getting into a super cold pool. Like, I I got up to my nuts and I was like, am I going to get fully on board with this? Because it just, like, I I couldn't figure out the tone of this. Right. And I know it's like a cult classic and everything. But when it finally won me over, it's the scene where they all go into town. They mug an old lady. (laughs) And then they shoot up heroin. I'm like, okay. And they come back and they're like, it's great to get out of camp, even for an hour. And you're like, for an hour, <laughs> so much shit just happened. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. That's one of my favorite and scenes. And they were all on it's board so for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Even Beth was, like, there, like, mugging that lady. And right. she was in that scene where they were all, like, doped up and everything. So uh, that's that's when it, it switched me over. I was like, okay, I, I see what they're doing here. So, yeah, it's fully on board at that point. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, Amanda, mm-hmm. when she watches Maloney. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No. Amanda. I, I'm sorry, my I think mine is off from year two. Year two. So I was going to say that that uh, town scene is one in particular that my wife doesn't watch these with me a lot. But when she, when I'm watching them and she finds it, she'll start laughing and then she gets mad because it's so fucking stupid. And that scene in town <laughs> is when she's just like, God damn it, this is funny. And like she's like begrudgingly <laughs> likes these. I think she would like them if she really gave uh-huh. the whole thing a shot. If she watched, I think we did watch the full right. movie together. But then she's never watched all of the series with me. She's only seen like clips and i'm like i think you'd like it but like you said bren it's just hard to get into like the tone of it yeah if you've never seen this before it's going to be jarring because i thought it was just going to be like a more like of a, a broad comedy mm-hmm. um type of camp movie but this is very specific like weird alt comedy shenanigans like right there one of the characters is a talking can of vegetables <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what more i could say you know and he gets a huge arc later on. Oh, huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If you watch First Day of Camp, like, he, Ace John Benjamin is like a major character in it. Right. I love that they used Ace John Benjamin as well because he's got such an iconic voice. He still voices, well, I guess Archer's over at this point, but uh, Bob's Burgers, you know, he's Bob, mm. the titular Bob. Uh, but he, he just has such an iconic voice that, like, of course he would be in this movie with every other person who went on right. to wild success yeah. after the fact, you know? That's great. Christopher Maloney, um, who I don't know. Uh, had he done like any of the, what is it? C- is it CSI? Is that what he's it's on? It's uh, SVU, Law and Order SVU. SVU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that, when he started on there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Cause this is the first thing I recall. I, I, I've never watched a, a Law and Order. So I, I, I don't mm. really, but I've seen him in, in other things. Um, but this is like the first thing I can remember seeing him in. And he is so goddamn funny in this gene. Mm-hmm. His like weird repressed like sexuality that comes out <laughs> in the middle of his like angry fits. Oh man. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's kind of like a simple joke, you know, like here's a big tough macho man that slips up and says something that reveals his, you know, whatever, but it, it, it he delivers it with such like perfection that, Mm. Uh, man, he he just he fucking kills me in this. Every mm-hmm. every line he has is is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah he fully commits to yeah. to the bit. It's uh it's great. I I've only seen him in um man, it was a uh a, 
there's a comic by Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson. Unhappy uh, or happy? Happy? happy 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 is the name of it yeah right. i i've uh i've seen like the first few episodes of that tv show that came out on sci-fi like mm. years ago and he was like playing a zany type of character in that and I, that was the only thing i'd experienced mm. him in so when i was watching this i was like oh so i guess he's just in roles like this is this what law and order svu <laughs> is it's just like i i can't believe he's like you dead see serious that. in svu yeah like that that show yeah. it's 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 uh special victims special victims unit it's basically like mm. the sexual crimes uh, really heinous shit with like kids and and like teens and like uh, he is extremely serious in that show and that's what I know him from that mm-hmm. that I did look up he started that show first season in 1999 so he'd been doing it for two years wow. before this and then he comes out with this role but uh, yeah that's some of my one liners that I love are all his uh, his I don't know whatever mm-hmm. he says and then he has to like make up something to be like oh, I didn't say dick cream I said uh, stick stick team stick team <laughs> uh, so there's that one there's uh, fondle my sweater fondue a cheddar uh i'm gonna go smear some mud on my ass uh here my butts in glass and then when he finally reveals himself to everybody uh that i'm gonna go hump the fridge which again they wheel out a fridge in front of like fucking kids and he humps it and they just pull him away like that kind of shit just doesn't happen in most movies and it's like if you get it it's like the fucking funniest thing and he is he is one of my favorite uh character arcs as the series goes on, uh, you learn so much mm-hmm. more about him. But uh, also, he gets like to play different versions of that kind of character, and uh, I just love every incarnation that they do with him. He's he's a he's one of my favorites of this this whole movie and series. When they bring in mm-hmm. John Hamm in uh, in First Day of Camp, um, and there's a whole backstory with with him and and John mm-hmm. Hamm together, fucking incredible. Yeah, Chef's Kiss, right? Yes, amazing. Uh, I, I was also a big fan of any time they would uh, throw a child from a moving van. Uh, the first, the first time it happened, I hit uh, uh, rewind on my Apple TV, and uh, I watched that scene probably three times it's in a row so before funny. I let it play through. Not, not knowing that it would come back again later in the movie. <laughs> They're just like dumping kids off in the woods. There's essentially. like two kids that die, and then two kid their buddies get <laughs> tossed out of a van. Like that's fucking so good, and Paul Rudd is at the heart of both of them, man. It's awesome. It w- it was such like a weird cut too, because they say something, and then I just see a, a van driving down a highway, and then all of a sudden a child gets thrown from it, and I was like, oh, okay, I see how these two connect. We're, we're going to a special pizza party. Oh, sweet! Just like kicks him right out the van. Dude. So good. I love the, 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 the van reminds me of, uh, whenever, uh, oh my God, I'm, I, I, I'm blanking on his name yet again. He, 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 he's, he's leaving from the, uh, he drops off the kids at the, at the, uh, at the river. Oh, and he's driving uh, back. Marino? Uh, Kim Marino, Jesus, and he's singing the. Even though I ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. And then he just he's screams, good. and nothing happens. He just slams into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh and then it cuts to her and she's listening to the song on her radio. I don't know. Uh, there's little, little, just little things like that, that, uh, mm-hmm. that are just quick little jokes that just fucking kill me. Yeah. The, the whole thing with Ken Marino's character where, uh, he puts on a, an act like he's such a, uh, he has so much sexual machismo built yeah. into him. And then you find out he's a virgin, <laughs> been a virgin this whole time. And he's like so eager to get back to have sex with Abby. Uh, then yeah, he like slams into that 
fucking tree <laughs> and then he gets like chased back into town and uh the the thing they do where you can clearly tell like it's like a close-up shot but kind of like from underneath where he, you could tell he's standing on some type of platform right. just moving his arms real quick you know <laughs> it's so fucking funny oh man oh uh how about the uh the mckinley and ben romance oh um, i thought that was romance. pretty uh pretty transgressive mm-hmm. for like yeah. time because uh, with the first time you see it uh the you know two of his friends are like oh mckinley's a and they say the f word you know right, right. like oh no mm-hmm. this is good this is the it's the 80s this is gonna be like they're gonna do something and then they like call him out they're like hey mckinley and they they catch mm-hmm. him in the mess hall and they're like we got you something it's <laughs> yeah. a chase lounge we hope you like it like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good it's so sweet and adorable like um and even for you know like today you would like expect them to not be homophobic but 2001 Mm -hmm. you're like oh this is like prime homophobic comedy time like Mm -hmm. uh so for them to subvert it so hard is uh right is really good and michael ian black i mean fucking come on i mean the man oh yeah i love that dude genius Mm -hmm. everything he's in just kills it you know, in uh, season three of Ted Lasso, uh, there's a scene where one of the characters is uh, is gay and is hiding it from other people. And when I first saw it, I was just it confused me mm. because I'm like, you know, it's it takes place in 2023. I was like, so what? Somebody's gay. But then, you know, in the sports world, that is something mm-hmm. where I guess they're continuing to struggle with that. I don't really even think about it, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I was worried how it was going to be handled in this movie because Ross, like you said, it takes place in the eighties. But then that Shay's Lounge bit—holy shit, <laughs> that was so fucking funny! Yeah. From our registry, we didn't get this yet. They're like so excited, like they play it off so well. And that scene starts with uh, all the guys looking at the girls like stripping down, and they're gonna like they like play in the water with like a beach ball or whatever. And then he skips out and cut intercut with that. Uh, and them talking about needing to find like a girlfriend to fuck. They have that very tender love scene in the shack. And it's so funny to look at mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper now and this huge star he's become. And like the first role he had was getting fucked by Michael Ian Black in a very <laughs> nice scene. Like he's getting made love to. Like it's mm-hmm. they're they're one they're of my like I, again, like one of the greatest like co- yeah, like, <laughs> It's so beautiful though, and I love it. And then like right after that, they have like their wedding that Janine Garofalo's like you know presenting or whatever and officiating and uh yeah they really were progressive uh for that time and it, for both in 1981 and 2001 like you said like they really mm-hmm. could have gone a different mm-hmm. way and i'm so glad they didn't it's part of the heart of the show where you're like oh i can i can love this and watch it and you know i don't have any hard feelings about it except for the there are some weird kid things in this uh i feel like they play with that better in the tv series as you see like um Abby Bernstein, the one that everyone wants to make out with, she like in the TV series, they show her like have her first period. She goes from like a, a real little girl playing her to like a that woman. But uh, when he gets but when Ken Marino comes back, she's making out with like a 13 year old boy. And she's like, I don't know, 17, 18 in the show or in the movie or whatever, but seems older. Uh, later on, Molly Shannon, who's had all these relationship problems that she's leaning on her kids to solve, leaves with a child. <laughs> To go get married and like it's really weird, but like I don't know, I, I can forgive it because it's just so strange. I don't know. That was another thing that was so funny to me is like it, because they they pace out uh, the groupings of the different characters throughout it. It's almost like an anthology in that way, mm-hmm. where you kind of see some of the characters interact sometimes, but for the most part, you've got these group of characters over here, you got this one over here. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, Gail, played by Molly Shannon, who's breaking down in front of her class of children uh, (laughs) as she's like trying to recover from her divorce and all of that stuff. And the kids are there for her, like legitimately like being good dudes to her. Uh, And uh, yeah, she ends up uh, marrying that (laughs) or going off to marry that that uh, one kid. The one kid's giving Uh, her like a back massage, like (laughs) her hands. It's so weird, but I don't know. I like it. It Because of the absurdity, like... I mean, if anybody has a problem with that, they they have poor media literacy and right, yeah. Humor. I mean, that's just funny. Yeah, everything about this live action movie is so cartoonish that that's part of the joke. That's mm-hmm. why it's funny. The yeah. the offensiveness, the uh, just the, the weirdness of all of the stuff. I I can't imagine Christopher Maloney getting the script that day. And being like, uh, so it says here, I have to, uh, let me check here, uh, hump a refrigerator. <laughs> so is this, is this real? Is this, is this the goldenrod copy of the script? Is this the, the most up to date? Okay. All right. I'll go for that. He's into it. They all lean into it, man. That's what's so great. Well, speaking of leaning into it, the, uh, the can of vegetables, uh, that I mentioned before can evidently suck its own dick. So oh, yeah. good on that one for, <laughs> for being hogged out, you know? And I do it a lot. oh man he's great um i also um i love the scene where joeler trulio and genie ruffalo get the i think they get a phone call and they're like trying to figure out where everybody is and they go search the infirmary and they fucking like flip out (laughs) and just like rummage everything and tear it all down like i don't know what it is about that scene it's like shot handheld real close and they're just like flipping out I love their energy in that. Uh, Joe Latrulio went on. He, what I'm only known from is and uh, super bad. And I've realized mm-hmm. like he keeps popping up and all these other things that I like. Like I still haven't seen um, uh, the cop show. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I know he's in that. Like mm-hmm. he's one of the reasons I would watch that show because I love him that much. Uh, and these movies and these yeah. and this TV show. Yeah, he's he's great. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's super funny. Mm-hmm. He just he just got a funny face like I don't mean it's some mean but like he can just kind of give like a look and he just has right. like such a character face that uh, he mm-hmm. just everything he's in yeah and all of his roles are are different like he his character is consistent throughout the entirety of Brooklyn Nine Nine but that character is different from the character in this movie mm-hmm. versus the character in Superbad so mm-hmm. uh, but they're all fucking hysterical so uh, yeah he he's just he's just a funny guy you funny know guy. yeah. He works. Funny guy. I like the uh, the uh, the training montage. Yes. Uh, when Coop uh, gets gets uh, gets trained uh, by Gene, uh, and I I paid attention this time because I like I know obviously the joke is like it happens really quick, but it uh, like literally gives you timestamps. It happens in less than twenty minutes. Oh. Like, the entire <laughs> training montage is like less than twenty minutes, and uh, oh, fuck, it's, I love it's that. Fucking amazing! Like he comes out like a badass, in, and everybody's like. Whoa! He's so changed. He's wearing those short shorts, like <laughs> <laughs> <the> crop top. <laughs> and 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 so that's Michael Showalter, um, who we, we talked about before. Who's, yeah, yeah. He's a really funny guy. Um, he is like rail thin, and he's so fucking Ooh. skinny in this. And mm-hmm. um, then if you watch the uh, first day of camp, which is supposed to be canonically like takes place before the movie, um, he is like, and I'm not, I'm not, you know trying to pick on anybody's weight but he's clearly like gained like a right. lot of weight and i just find it hilarious that like he's <laughs> like eight weeks earlier he's, he's 
He's 15 <laughs> years older and like 50 pounds heavier. And then, I don't know. That summer was good to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he's, he's so fucking fine. When he plays the, uh, the stand-up comedian at the end. Um, oh, my God. And uh, at, at the talent show. And he's telling like... <laughs> <laughs> when I went to school, there was the Stone Age, and and the like. Obviously, his jokes are terrible, but the reactions from like yes. everybody in the audience, they're all Delusive. laughing so fucking hard. Uh, God damn it, it's just so good. I felt like that character was Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you would do that, and you do those jokes too. Yeah, and it's hard not to just say this is great or this is good. It's so good. I yeah, I'm with you. I can't stop saying singing his praises. There were certain points when I was taking notes where I was specific about what I was referring to, but then there are certain ones like this where I just put the talent show, and I don't remember what it was because it was like a week ago or whatever. But I yeah, I do remember something about a talent show being funny. I suppose couldn't couldn't point directly to that, but uh, but yeah, like every every the, Ross, like you were saying, this show is so. Uh, immensely rewatchable or the show this movie's immensely rewatchable because any point you come into it you can just like watch it. you have a joke waiting for you in about 14 seconds oh, yeah. if not sooner and then you've got another one on deck after that and so on so you can really just like jump directly into this movie at any point mm-hmm, and yeah. you'll have a, a great ass time especially if you like know the type of comedy this movie is portraying Exactly. Yeah. If you you got to know that when you go into it, it's not uh, not just like a typical two thousand one uh, comedy. It's, right. It's mm-hmm. it's a weird alt comedy um, dressed up as like a uh, feel good, you know, summer camp comedy. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Skylab fucking falls on the camp during this movie. <laughs> like, what the hell? What is that about? But it's so fucking great. Like, there's so many different storylines. Like Brim was saying, it's kind of like an anthology thing. Like. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is his professor and he's off with the, the nerdy kids, yeah. the, the indoor kids. And then they they mm-hmm. supposedly save the day. But then there's the weird fucking kid with powers at the end who blows <laughs> wind everywhere or I don't know, has some energy. And I don't know, like there's so much absurdity, but uh, every bit of it, I'm, I'm here for every time. I'm just like when they they're mm-hmm. leaving camp the next morning and everybody just walks past Skylab. It's just like, yeah, that's a bit like that. They had to build that for this fucking movie. Like, it's so weird, but I love every bit of it. And I, I love that, that, that banger of a song uh, whenever he it's like the crescendo and the, the nerdy kids doing his yeah. like powers. It's playing that higher and higher. Higher song. and higher. Uh. Show me the fever into the banger of a song so good for the movie banger of a song that i listen to unironically like oh yeah um, just all the time it's 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 a fucking great song um but you find out if you watch the uh the first day of camp series on netflix you find out that the song was actually written by uh chris pine who's like a uh who's like a reclusive rock star who like uh is is hiding out in one of the cabins that's like forbidden on the campground uh, but he like performs it like live, like on top of a roof and like brings like everybody together as like friends. And then Ronald Reagan drives up and shoots him in the chest. <laughs> Ronald Reagan played by Michael Showalter, who actually <laughs> fucking kills it. 
Yeah, uh, this, the music in this overall is just amazing. Like, they use a lot of period-appropriate, like, 80s music and stuff that's pretty great. Uh, ironically or unironically, it's either way. Like, I just mm-hmm. like it. But uh, Higher and Higher, I think, is a is a great fucking song. And then there's another one in uh, that they wrote uh, for the series that I like a lot. That same guy who wrote Higher and Higher wrote... Uh, called we are the we are the moon or something like that we are the wolf i don't know uh i also listen to that one like you have to find them online usually somewhere but they're not just like streaming but uh man yeah yeah, there's so much good music in these even like the the main like score to the song if you will it's like this like kind of humming like "Mm -hmm." like it just kind of plays to like transition a a scene and and it feels like camp movies have those things but again like it feels like it's it's spoofing it but it's embracing it at the same time. It has a lot of heart. And uh, yeah, yeah, I love the music. Well, it in starts this for out sure. with, with uh, Jane by Jefferson Starship, which is perfect like banger all on it. Like I cannot hear Jane without thinking of this movie. Like I'll be out at whatever the supermarket or something. And Jane comes on and I'm just like, Oh I got to want to watch Red Hot American Summer. Anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> for sure, man. <laughs> Um, well, did you guys want to go through any last notes for this? I, I wanted to briefly touch on the series, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler free, just to have people like, you know, w- w- go watch them. But I, it seems like Brent might have also watched some of that. But uh, for the movie itself, um, do you guys have anything, any final things you wanted to mention? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, uh, thanks to Steven, I knew to look out for the post credit scene oh, yeah. Good call. at the end of this movie. So uh, it's something that uh, beat Marvel by, what, seven years or so? Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, you know, it's it's been around for nope. David Wayne know, made it a while. Made it up. David Wayne, <laughs> yep. made, he invented the post credit <laughs> scene. And uh, toward the beginning of the movie, they're talking about, hey, we should get back together in 10 years. And then that's what the post credit scene relates right. to. Just a real quick yeah. little scene. It's not uh, Terrifier 2 level multiple minutes here. It's just real quick in and out. Um, But uh, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I definitely want to go back and rewatch it uh, now that I have, well, seen it the first time Mm -hmm. and then also seen uh, another thing as well. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what Steven? What do you uh, think? Yeah, I uh, I love this movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I I try to show it to people when I can, but I also feel like either I've had bad reactions or I just don't really know who's gonna who's really gonna get the comedy, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And and I yeah, so it's I'm I want more people to watch it, especially once the series came out. I just think it's stellar. Uh, they're really great. I I wanted to mention too, Brent. I specifically was telling you to watch that after credit scene because I've watched this movie. I don't know, dozens and dozens of times over many years. Mm -hmm. I only watched that scene maybe five years ago for the first time. I didn't know it even existed (laughs) on there. I watched that after the uh, sequel series came out, the 10 years later, where they do meet up. And I was like, oh, they're finally (laughs) fulfilling that thing that they mentioned. And then I realized, oh, my God, it was in the movie the whole time. I just never knew it. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. they, uh, it's there and it's great. And, uh, but then the series really, you know, opens it up a lot more. So yeah, good, good all mm-hmm. around though. What about you, Ross? Any last thoughts? I mean, just a perfect comedy movie in my opinion. Um, if you go into it with the right mindset, kind of knowing that it's going to go in some absurd directions and if you're okay mm-hmm. with that, um, you're going to really enjoy it. Hell yeah. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's just, uh, just a feel-good, funny movie all around. Mm. 
Yeah. It does. It really does seem like a, a cult classic movie you would want to watch at a special screening of other people who are fans of this movie. And you all laugh at the same shit. And uh, yeah, you, you just have a fucking blast. Yeah. It's, it's this type of movie. Right. For sure. Well, uh, so mm. what about this series? Um, I was so pumped when they came out. Uh, it looks like they were released. I can't. I don't have it in front of me, but like two years apart. Mm-hmm. It's like 2015 and 2017 or something like that, which feels like crazy. It's already yeah. been out that long. Um, but yeah, the uh, both on Netflix. Both on Netflix, right? Um, I'm mm-hmm. so glad Netflix is around. Just that they gave money to this weird thing to make more of it, uh, and they made so much more of it, which is fantastic. Like I, I could live in this world forever, and I'm so glad we have you know a lot more world to live in. But uh, Brent, did you mm-hmm. end up watching that first series or both or what? What do you? What's your secret here? Well, let me tell you. I told you after our last record, Stephen, that I'm going to watch. I'm going to start watching What Hot American Summer, but like I didn't know how I should watch this, mm. you know. But I finally decided I'm just going to watch the movie first. That way, it's its own standalone Perfect. thing, and I have a feeling that some of the jokes uh, in the series reference things from the movie right. or are plays on that, and it would work best to watch the movie first. So that's what I did. So I've essentially spent the entirety of any free time I had this week consuming wet hot media, right? So I've seen all of the first day at camp. Mm. I've seen all of uh, the last 10 years. Oh my goodness. Or the the next 10 years later. 10 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've seen all of the Netflix shows at this point. In addition to that, I also found and bought the comic. You got it. Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh, what? And so I read this. This uh, came out from Boom Studios in 2018. So uh, 15, 17, and 18 wow. was a, a good little run of uh, Wet Hot Summer, uh, Wet Hot American Summer stuff. And uh, this this uh, comic is pretty funny. Uh, it's not written by either of the uh, the show's mm. creators, but it's written by Christopher Hastings, art by Noah Hayes, and then uh, Rebecca Nolte. And then, uh, uh, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> uh, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> lettered, uh, uh, lettering by Jim Campbell. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's fucking good, dude. I'll, I'll awesome. let you both borrow it. Hell yes. Um, it, uh, so, uh, first day at camp, obviously it's the first day at camp. I didn't realize how literal that was <laughs> until I was watching the show. And it's like, it takes you up through, I think just after midnight or the next morning of the first day at camp. This comic is, uh, after the first week of camp. So they're there for one week. Um, in that time, uh, Coop, uh, from the first day of camp, he's he's bloated, mm-hmm. right? We get to this comic, he's slender again. Uh, then at some point toward the end of the summer, he's he's slender for the rest of that time. And then 10 years later, he's ballooned back up and wait. I just, uh, I think that's funny, you know? <laughs> it's so funny to see him that way, yeah. Like Ross said, like, mm-hmm. it, I, I almost wish they would have been able to do it when they were younger, but at the same time, because it's so absurd, it works even better that they're not. Mm-hmm. And when you see how old they've all gotten and that he clearly mm-hmm. does not match the coop we know, uh, it makes it right. that much funnier. And I, I love he leans into it because well, fuck it. He's like a middle aged man. Like, of course, we're not going to look like teenagers anymore, you know? Yeah. And like in the Netflix series, both of them, they have him wear the same bad wig. Like it's so obviously a wig, you know? Um, and yeah, he, he is like heavier set in both of those. At one point, he has to like chase one of the like little kid campers. He's probably like eight. And he's just like shuffling his feet through dirt, essentially. So he's not really getting a lot of steps in, but it is. It's so oh, funny. Man. And my my favorite thing is like if you just watch the movie by itself, 
Um, Elizabeth Banks, who I don't think we even touched on in the movie. She has this whole ass other reality in the Netflix series (laughs) where she's a a reporter that goes undercover to work at this camp on on both sides of it. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, Yeah, yeah. She's so She's a journalist. a television journalist uh, in the the second series, it's so fucking good. And then yeah, you, you, John Hamm shows up, and, and and I think it's both of the Netflix. Like all of this is happening within six days for me, right, so I'm, right. I'm going to mix up a lot of these details. But uh, I, I know at the very end of ten years later, they like go through the plot and they start asking. Like once everything is resolved. They start asking questions, and right. like the movie does, <laughs> and then the movie's also like, "Well, you know, I don't know. Like, well, we'll, we'll get to it." And they just order pizzas for everyone, and they like go off and do that. So they don't really answer every question. And sure, it doesn't always make sense, but it's just fucking fun, you know. You're not you're not watching these movies or TV shows or reading this comic for logic that goes out the window. That's no. part of again. There's a guy who is a can of vegetables right. in this movie. It says it all, doesn't it? Like that's really everything you need. And yes, his backstory is like so wildly interesting in the, the Netflix shows. Um, yeah, there's Man. just so much good stuff in the, the prequel series that, uh, sets up a backstory for jokes that were already right. funny in the movie, but now doubly so. So now that I've I've consumed all of this stuff, I want to go back and rewatch the movie again okay. just to uh, just have a better feel for the the overall tone of everything that I've consumed so far. I think there was also some type of board game. I saw that, or maybe online. an RPG game or something yeah. like that. But, oh, that's uh, cool. It was like a Kickstarter yeah, or something. Yeah. Or a, yeah. And then oh, I only okay. found out about that uh, that graphic novel today um, when I when I was looking it up. I found out about that game and that that comic, and I was like, oh my god, there's like even more to the world. But uh, obviously, yeah. Brent, you you liked it enough to do all that in one week. So I, I love it. I mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot to do, but man, I'm so glad because. It's I, there's so many. It's like one of those shows or uh, the movies and stuff. There's so many lines that, again, I don't have anybody else to say them to. So, like, I, I almost <laughs> say stuff as like I want to interject this in my everyday conversation and I can't. And uh, mm-hmm. but man, now I'm like, oh, cool. I have people I can talk to. Like, <laughs> I can say these lines. I can act like Andy picking up that shit off the floor and someone would get it. You know, that's that's great. So, man, I love it. It's, it's very rare in mixed company where you could say, I'm going to go put mud on my butt and people will not think you're a psychopath. You know, I uh, one of my last lines I had a note for uh, just if I could throw one last thing. It is uh, Nance Nursey and uh, Nance Nursey Ugh, nurse Nancy. Uh, whenever uh-huh. uh, they're going to town and she asked Janine Garofalo to get lube for my pussy. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ, man. Cracks me up. And that kind of joke plays, they bring that kind of stuff back later on. Like she has a diaphragm. She like lends out to people and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so funny. Yeah, that's in the, the first Netflix series uh, when uh, Elizabeth Banks shows up and she's like on the phone in her nurse office and uh, she's just like trying to cover for her conversation to her uh, her boss at right, the newspaper right. or the, the magazine she works at. Jordan and Peele. she's like, oh, I was just looking for a diaphragm. And then uh, <laughs> she reaches down into her coos, pulls it out, hands it to her. It like makes a sound. Bare hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of that, where she like takes it and puts it back oh in her. God. It's just like that. The, the, the fully work that went into that oh, is, so is uh, haunting, yeah. but uh, very, very funny. 
What's delicious. great is like the the movie is probably the most grounded out of everything, and like it's already so <laughs> absurd. They just keep ratcheting it up like to the stratosphere. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, I'm so glad uh, you you guys like. I mean, I, I'm glad that Ross liked it, and uh, we can we can talk about that now. But I'm so glad that Brent is a new convert to it, and uh, I hope more people oh, yeah, watched yeah. it for this show. I hope if anything, you know, gets one person to to check it out that they might not have otherwise, and. Because uh, I think it's just some of the best stuff out there, and I I adore it yeah. so much. You know, we have a a decent amount of people who listen to our show outside of the U.S. And to all those listeners, I want to say this is exactly what American <laughs> camp is like. <laughs> Everything here is based on reality. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. Well, uh, yeah, this was a blast. Um, uh, I, I think we we basically you know said all of our last points for this, but uh, yeah, I'm just glad that we got together to, to talk about it. So next week we will Same. return with our Junie de Vacation Month with uh, another absurd comedy, as Brent mentioned, with Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar, and uh, I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to that one. I haven't seen it in a long time since it came out, so. Uh, I'm excited to get back into that craziness, but, uh, yeah. And again, uh, Kristen Wiig, she's in the show version of yeah. this yeah. and then uh, she'll be in that. So yeah. she does have a connection to it. So there you go. Again, both series. She like bookends both series. She's not in the movie. <laughs> it's so fucking funny how they do this shit, man. It's so it's wild. Yeah. Funny. She's a great, uh, great like addition. Bradley, Bradley Cooper is at like <laughs> most of the first series, but then he puts a ski mask on because he couldn't be right. there to film certain scenes. DJ and then like at a certain mask. point he picks it up and <laughs> And then, like, puts it back. It's so funny. It's so weird, man. And then he gets a nose job and turns into Adam Scott. Do you think anybody can notice? No, no, no. I can hardly tell. You look just like yourself. God, it's so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a blast. Uh, so, yeah, come back next week for that. Yeah. Yes, I will say for people who have not seen Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, just watch the movie. It's going to be fucking weird. If you've seen a trailer for it, honestly, you haven't seen right. much. It's another bizarre fucking weird thing where within the first five minutes, uh, you're going to see exactly how weird it's going to be. And then it gets even weirder from there. So uh, it will be an adventure. It's one of those movies where you want to know as little as possible going into it and uh, just be delighted at what is laid before you. I was expecting like bridesmaids, like like, Mm -hmm. you know, that that vein of comedy. And I was blown away by it. I thought it was Mm -hmm. so fucking funny. I felt like uh, kind of like this one when I first watched it because it's so different than the trailer. The tone of it, I was like, I don't know what I'm in for. I don't know if I like this. I wanted bridesmaids, and my wife fucking does not get Barb and Star. But by the time it ended, I was like, I love this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it totally converted me throughout it. It's so funny. Uh, I just didn't know mm-hmm. like what I was getting into, and that's that's the best way I think. But uh, you just gotta give it a shot mm-hmm. for sure. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, as usual, if you want to contact us, you can do that. All the info is in the show notes. And then you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. And uh, yeah, uh, Ross, thanks for joining us today, man. It was a blast talking to you again. Thanks for having me. Excellent. And you guys can check out, uh, anybody can check out on anywhere you can get your podcast, your other show that you guys have, uh, uh, The Nudist Colony. How's that been going? Great. We are killing it. Excellent. Some high quality (laughs) albums lately. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. If, uh, if you were a fan of like, uh, that kind of music in the late nineties and be honest, you probably were, I know people like to pretend they weren't, but Limp Bizkit sold like hundreds of millions of albums. So I know there's a lot of you out there. Um, but, uh, uh, we're both, uh, 
kind of moved on from that 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 style of music, but we were really big into it when we were teenagers. So we're we're going back and revisiting these albums sometimes that we haven't listened to in twenty plus years, and uh, so it's kind of a nostalgia trip um, to right. listen to it. And uh, uh, it's just it's a lot of fun to to go back and listen to those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I've heard. I, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I have heard a, a few episodes here and there, and they're always great. There's tons of bands I don't know of. There's the most recent one you guys posted about. I'd never heard of them, and you were both really surprised mm-hmm. at how good the album was. And I was like, I gotta listen to this show now. And then I got to listen <laughs> to this album, and uh, it's like weird because I I also was kind of in that music at the time, but not a ton. But uh, it's just fun to hear anybody mm-hmm. that was kind of go back you know, and listen to them in a row and be like, this was a, a whole era, you know, and, uh, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of surprises mm-hmm. in there. So yeah, it's a good show. Everybody go check that out. Nudist Colony. You can find it, mm-hmm. uh, anywhere you can find your podcasts. Um, so do you guys want right. to plug anything else? Anything else? Any other notes for today? Whatever. What else you got? Yeah. I was just going to say Nudist Colony, new episodes every Friday. Uh, we do, uh, it's like, uh, we do on and off weeks, right? So, uh, every other episode is, an album review from a new metal band going down a uh, timeline we've put together. And then on those off weeks, the hidden track episodes are uh, honestly just an excuse for us to talk about comic Hell books yeah. and drink Mountain Dew. It's uh, <laughs> a wonderful time. Hell yeah. <laughs> so many varietals. In addition to that, I do want to mention uh, our uh, good friend uh, Eric Bookout and uh, Rachel Bookout, mm. their uh, podcast, True Criminals. Uh, there's an episode that came out on June 7th. He doesn't number the episode, so I'm just going to tell you the name of that episode is Marijuana is Not a Drug uh, with Good Time Sally and the Nudist Colony. Ross and I, we, we uh, recorded with Eric and Rachel uh, it was supposed to be 20 minutes, turned into an hour and a half recording. <laughs> so I think uh, Eric is taking some of that audio and splicing it over yeah, right like two, three episodes or whatever. Um, but on this episode in particular, I tell a story about a thing that uh, you are both familiar with. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it here. It was good. I listened to it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Something where I got myself into a bit of a sticky wicket, you know, and it wasn't oh didn't even God. involve me falling off anything. This time. I laid on the floor at a certain point, but I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, you, on the you floor. got there safely. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. That's right. And uh, yeah, so I would point people to uh, go ahead and subscribe to True Criminals. Right and uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be showing up there uh, over the next couple of episodes. So uh, check that out. Very cool. Yeah, I listened to that episode. It was really yeah. good uh, all around. Even uh, the other uh, whatever Sally, I think it was her. Good time, good time Sally. Sally. Yeah, uh, that was a good mm-hmm. segment. And then uh, it ended with you guys. And that was fun. And a story I'm very familiar with. So, uh, yeah, go listen to that. <laughs> it's a good time. And I look forward to more of those as well. And thank you, everybody, for coming to listen to this show. Definitely come back next week for Barb and Star Visit Vista Del Mar as we continue our mm-hmm. Junior Vacation Month. And uh, well, it'll be a blast. So definitely come back for that. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Ross. And let's talk later. One, two, three, record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Erska, derska, berska, derska. Hell yeah. Berska, derska, derska. You know, uh, to.
to really like translate the Urska Durska Burska, mm. I feel like someone mm. would have to get into subtitles, you know? Wow, what a good segue. That's really great. <laughs> it was a segue. I don't know if it was good <laughs> was or not, good, but uh, it's, it's something that uh, our, our friend Allison in our, uh, our group chat uh, mentioned uh, that a lot of people are watching TV, movies, etc. Mm-hmm. with subtitles on. And I said, as someone who is actively against reading in almost all forms, comics are the only thing that's allowable <laughs> or law, you know. Um, I'm really working closely with DeSantis about it. Uh, mm. Oh, I, I, wow. I, okay. 2024 mm. is going to be real exciting. But um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm not the, 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 the type of person that has these subtitles on whenever I'm watching movies or, or TV or whatever. Uh, but, Stephen, it sounds like you go the opposite direction is that correct i always have them on uh especially modern movies that was allison's point Mm -hmm. is she sent like an article or a video which i'd seen some stuff about that too like uh why are movies mixed so poorly now that everybody seems to need subtitles like uh christopher nolan movies people bring up all the time but uh, other like tv shows and stuff they were talking about like it just Mm -hmm. sounds mumbly and whatever but i i don't know like uh i don't like when subtitles give you the joke or like something like gives it away too fast you know like they'll they'll show up on screen i wish they were better Mm -hmm. but i i generally generally feel like they enhance my experience i feel like i actually know what's going on uh in a movie but i understand that that's not right for everybody brent uh and Mm -hmm. i was curious about ross because i've feel like ross would be on your side here but who knows so ross what about I, you do you use subtitles yeah very rarely um mm-hmm. only unless it, the only time i'll use it is if the audio is mixed really poorly on, right which seems to be more and more the case um where the audio is just all kinds of it's just way too much uh not enough vocals like you, you they, right. they just get lost in the in the mix there um that's when i'll turn it on um otherwise unless it's like a foreign movie or something i'm I like to see, I like to watch mm-hmm. what's going on. If, even if the subtitles are there, I end up just reading the subtitles and not paying attention to mm-hmm. what's happening on the screen. And mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't like that, especially animation movies. That's, I, I watch some anime, not much, but um, I know a lot of people are like purists about it. Like you got to watch the Japanese dub with yeah. the subtitles. And I, I like to watch the, I like to watch the, the, the animation. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to spend the whole time reading. I don't, I don't understand like wh- why when the dub exists, like, I'm, I'm, I'll always choose the dub over subtitled. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I would do that for yeah. the anime, yeah, because Brent got me into a little bit of that recently, and I I tried both versions on like the same episode to see like what how did I feel watching it, and I feel like there's so much going on in anime that I don't want to look away from the art, and I felt like well, I was yeah. way distracted. Yeah, so the dub was better in that case for me too. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the case in most instances where the uh, like all I know are the uh the dubs you know i don't I, i've never seen like a subtitled episode of dragon ball z or sailor moon or whatever so i just know those voices and for the most part i haven't had any issues with it it's just like it's fine you know uh the only time it bit me in the ass was uh was it the end of last year when we watched battle royale and i watched the, <laughs> the dub version of that and that the voice acting was just fucking yeah. trash that that yeah. really sucked but uh but yeah otherwise uh, i'm i'm uh, a dub boy all the way yeah, unless boy. it's just like <laughs> flat out terrible I, I don't see why you would prefer that over the over the dubbed but mm-hmm. hey you know whatever people can do what they want to do i don't care yeah and not t- in my america they can't <laughs> <laughs> they do what i want not to Trump's do president. <laughs> <laughs> dubbed anime let's only. just give them a shot <laughs> yeah <laughs> man i have some I, ideas uh, are they good no mostly yeah. no but uh they're there they're there 
I, I remember uh, one time having Brent and Brandy over uh, years ago to our house, like they visited Houston and uh, we were about to watch a movie. And, and I knew that subtitles were on ours, like on our Apple TV, they're just set on all the time. And then I remember being like, I feel like Brandy has a distaste of this as well. So in the, in the Hibbert household is all around, I think there's a, a general distaste for for I don't know. Does your wife read? Uh, I well again I won't let her. Uh, okay. That's a, a slippery slope into reading books and becoming knowledgeable. She might start I voting. Won't stand for it. Oh, oh my god! I, I told her that it's not available to her yet. She's got a <laughs> still has. <laughs> there's an eighty year uh, uh, restriction on it. You're like women's but, uh, suffrage ended women voting. That's why it's called suffrage. Yeah, I, get with it. Look, I'm against women suffering. You know, and <laughs> where are you going to suffer the most in the voting booth? You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna lock your knees you know you're gonna get light-handed Handed. um yeah no i said it uh but no like uh, th- there was a time where she would watch a lot of stuff with the subtitles on and i felt like i kept bitching about it so she just oh, stopped okay. doing it or whatever um so it's i don't really know you. if okay Oh, almost everything uh, is me, mm-hmm. Stephen. Um, I, I think when we got our Apple, our first Apple TV back in like 2015 or whatever, I just never like broached the subject of turning subtitles on. So, to my knowledge, she doesn't even know that's an option for that's, uh, that's available to her. You know, yeah, it's it's an I old like to, technology. I like to hide things a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, Look, that's not uh, <laughs> Ever since the pandemic, they had to lay off all of those people uh, watching mm. every television program synced to what you're watching and then manually typing in the words they're saying and whatnot. Right. It's just not available currently, you know? It's too bad for her. Yeah. I, I like, watches a lot of subtitled stuff. Like, if I'm yeah. not there and I come home, she's got the subtitles, so I'm like, turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> she just says she has a hard time hearing uh, and, and well, you know, we'll turn them on sometimes. I just, I, I just generally tend to ignore them because mm-hmm. it's yeah. distracting. It's just too distracting. We did talk in our friend I group. I heard that. Mm. Oh no. Well, uh, okay. I, uh, we did talk in our I, friend I, group. I, I, oh, that. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. About how you can. Uh, there was a, a technology that Allison heard about. You, if you rewound, it would turn them on automatically, at least for like a second. So it's like they knew that people were doing that. Like if you do like that, not rewinding totally, but like a ten second back or whatever. It would throw them on to be like, oh, what did I miss? Uh, which I think is like a nice, like, uh, I don't know, bridge between the two camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I almost feel like they should have a quick button on your remote to where you set your default language. And then if you need to, like, hit back 10 seconds or whatever, you can also hit that button and then it will pull up for whatever sentence or two of dialogue you couldn't quite catch. And then just hit that button again when you're in. And then they're gone. caught up and then turn it off right now. You have to like kind of uh, motion up on the remote and then click a couple of things to get it turned off. And I feel like it should be one of those buttons. You can just simply hit once to turn on and again to turn off. You know, I feel like you would do it all the time so on accident, though. You would hit it on accident and just hate it all the time instead. Again, Steve, not in my house. I'm just saying for <laughs> yeah, people at you large. You would disable that button. I would not. Allow- <laughs> oh, yeah. My God. Rip that right out of the remote. I would start a petition to get that feature taken away, actually. So, yeah, again, it's Smart. a slippery slope. I can't have that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Does any of this? I don't you know. You tell me. You tell me, men, when you get into the voting booth uh, come 2024. 
Are you going to vote for DeSantis Hibbard? I don't know. You know? Oh, boy. Yeah. You the actual running mate now? I uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I might have to be, you know. I never knew you were uh, headed for high office like that, but that's I, I, I have to vote for you. You're my friend, so I guess I like DeSantis now. I'm, Let me get yeah, out my Pete swatches here. Ooh, <laughs> no, you're a little... I don't want to say what, but something. <laughs> Too dark to vote for that. Okay, I didn't okay. say it. I, I didn't say I, it. I, I, <laughs> you it. That was the implication. I think uh, DeSantis was just in, in Tulsa recently. Oh, yeah, he's, right? supposed cool. he's supposed to be in Tulsa this weekend. I th- oh, I thought it was here. Like, he was just here. I thought I saw him on Twitter, and he was uh, sweaty as fuck. He had some, like, white shirt on, and he was <laughs> sweating through it. <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay. Now, now I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of Trump, um, but occasionally he does throw, like, fucking haymakers, and him calling uh, Ron DeSantis Meatball Ron is one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things I've ever heard in my entire life. Like... I've started calling him Meatball Ron, and it's it's so dumb, but also like just so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. Um, mm-hmm. Like occasionally he'll he'll just like he he's like a if he wasn't like running for president, he had no political right, aspirations right. or no political opinions. Um, he would be like a master shit poster. Like he his, his <laughs> why his can't he just be that? I know. Yeah. Uh, like whenever. Um, uh, the Twilight people broke up. Like Trump was like weighing <laughs> in on it, like tweeting at Robert Pattinson, being like, "I forgot about that." You should leave her. A girl does that once to you. You can never trust her again. Give me a call, Robert. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, oh my god. He's a he's a fucking maniac. Uh, he's like a schoolyard bully. He has he he is good at making nicknames, and it's like I do. I want to applaud that, but at the same I time, know. you know. All the other shit. So yeah, it's hard. I feel like like meatball is a good preface to any insult. Like you, any name could have come after it. It was just like that was the next name in line. Like right. if if somebody else would have said something, it could have been meatball Kyle or whatever. And, and I'm assuming oh, it's, re- it's in reference to his round head. But you're like, it could be like something <laughs> weird that he just like came up with. Like meatball. Like he's not Italian that I know of. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he is. DeSantis? But it's still just Meatball Ron is so fucking funny. It makes me laugh. Maybe, so hard. maybe he watched a, an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> it was like, yep, that's I'm going to put this one in my oh, back yeah, pocket. That's the guy. <laughs> that's the one. Maybe he was actually just watching his McDonald's dinner in front of him, imagining it was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And he was like having the fries <laughs> and the shake talk to each other. And he's like, oh, Meatball Ron. Got it. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Truth social. I got think he it. calls it. A uh, McFillet of fish, a uh, fish delight. Yes, he calls like it he, a he doesn't fish even have delight. the <laughs> the name is of it, it down. Is that like an old name for it, or did he really just nope. come up like? <laughs> he just calls it fish delight. No one knows why. <laughs> maybe maybe so we're missing out on funny. this. Maybe like the bad names he comes up with, like Meatball Ron. Like you know, he's trying to like insult someone. Maybe he also is good on the other way. He's like, this is oh wow, this fish is delightful. Ah, got it. You know, maybe he's trying to go yeah. with both. <laughs> he has to have mnemonic devices for everything yeah. that he interacts with. Otherwise, he'll forget. That makes sense. Actually, uh, that's the most likely here. Yeah. Well, should we sync with Meatball Ron? I don't oh, think I we've think used that one yeah. before. I think so. Okay, I think that's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the name is great. You support the name? I well, now that Ross pointed out some nice properties of it, yeah, I, I support that. I don't like DeSantis, so I'm also in favor of calling him names. 
So okay. that, that works too. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, wonderful. Lo- love the art, hate the artist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, we'll sync with Meatball Ron on three. One, two, three. Meatball, meatball Ron. Ron. Mm. Mm. Perfect. Need some meatballs now. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> L P A S.